Welcome to Nunia Business Podcast, episode 41, My Love from Another Star, part one, with your hosts, Becca and Megan. Today, we cover all the juicy outer space goodness from the first half of My Love from Another Star, the murderous nail ring, drunk dialing, and all the chunky sweaters. Does human-to-human contact make you physically ill too? If so, then this show is for you. That's what you're in for today on Nunia Business. Today, for Fernanda... We are doing a recap of My Love from Another Star, also called My Love from the Stars. You from the Star. Also called You from the Star. Uh, This might be the gold standard of recent K-dramas, if I would say, based on its popularity when it came out, its popularity for new drama fans who are constantly discovering it. It's... I've never met anyone that hated it. I don't think I have. I think there was one person, one of our friends for the podcast that said she did not care for it. Mm -hmm. And I thought, you are an anomaly because I feel like everybody loves this show. I will say to that person, I didn't finish this show. I got to the last episode and never finished it. So there were moments for me where I was like, "Do, do I love this show? as much as I think I do. I think I loved the first half. And then by the second half, I think I said to you, when I realized it was 22 episodes, I was like, are you kidding me? 22 (laughs) episodes? Like, it just felt like to me, it went way, it went on way too long. So don't come for me, people. I liked it a lot. But I do think that it got drawn out to a point where I was like, Like, is too much. This brings up an interesting point, though, because when we do recap episodes, I do our odd numbers, and you Mm -hmm. do the even numbers. Yes. Are you going to have to watch the last episode of the show to finish our recap? I have to. Part of me was like, maybe we should watch it together via Skype and, like, experience it together. If we can schedule that, like, we'll watch all of them, and then when we get to the last one, we'll, like, be like, okay, we're watching it this time. We'll watch it. And we can just, maybe that can just be like, we can just record that and that's the podcast. This is great because I just figured out how to record our podcast and share my screen with you so you can see and hear what I'm seeing and hearing, even though we're not together. So I oh, just so figured out how to do it. We could watch that's it together. Great. Let's, let's, let's I'll put bring the wine. You bring the popcorn. Amen. Do you know, I was thinking <laughs> for our um, anniversary episode next month, we should definitely each separately be drinking champagne and we should probably get dressed up. I, oh, oh, you know what? Could we also eat ramen? Absolutely. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yes. Do you know how much I have in my cupboard right now waiting to be eaten? But I feel like I need somebody oh. to be like, you should eat this because I know that it's like not necessarily healthy for me to eat it because it's like high in sodium. But so is everything. So I don't know why I care. Anyway. Yeah. We should. We should get dressed up, bolstering champagne, and eat eat ramen. ramen. I am legitimately just doing this because I don't leave the house anymore, so I need an excuse to get dressed up and feel like I'm a real person. Let's do it. Deal. All right. We're going to do it. Okay. Should we jump in? So we are going to recap the first half of the series today, and I imagine this will be a long podcast because there's way too much to talk about. We were just showing each other our notes, and like, so I'm doing the even numbers. This is just episode two. Four pages of notes. So we're going to go as fast as we can. But, like, this is also a show where a shocking amount of stuff happens that I had completely forgotten about. Because there's, like, the main story, 
then the backstory, then the side story, but there's like six side stories and they all converge. This is a masterfully written show in some ways. There's a lot happening here. It does seem like all the stories come together, but. Uh, So we're going to go through episodes one through 11 today. And much like our previous recap episodes, I just kind of went through them again and there were parts where I'm like, this is not important. So I'm not going to talk about it. So I'm going to skip a lot of things. Although in this episode or in this show, we cannot skip the murder and business. There's like we didn't. The murder and business. less business, but a a lot more murder. A lot more murder. And like legit murder. Who knew? This, I think when we've talked about the show before, we were talking about how like we knew it was about an alien love story and we're like, okay. And then all of a sudden all this murder starts happening and we're like, what is this show about? (laughs) It's a delightful surprise when you realize it is kind of a thriller. It's got some elements of a thriller to it. It's kind of like NCIS mixed with that David Duchovny alien show. What was that called? X-Files. X-Files. X-Files, NCIS, and then like... Like Grey's Anatomy, like a love story and a lot of people end up in the hospital. And then the fashion of sex in the city. The that greatest like fashion the best show ever. ever. Mm-hmm. Who would the, have the, known? The greatest fashion ever. <laughs> it was amazing. All right. So should we just jump jump in? Are you ready? Yeah, I've get got it, my girl. coffee. I'm I'm ready to go. I can't wait. <laughs> so episode one. We open <laughs> in the Joseon era. Of course we do. Of course we do. It's just like rooftop prince and a young Is there a cat though? No cat. Sorry, man. Oh, boo. I already hate it. There's a young bride being carried in one of those carts for her wedding. Mm-hmm. So she's got all these security guards and they're lifting her up and they're carrying her through this field. And she's going to go get say, married. And she's also like eight. Yeah. When you say young, we mean like a child bride. She's a child bride. Yes. Not like a, like a blushing 20, like a kid. Well, wouldn't you know it? You probably guessed it. A UFO comes down. <laughs> As it as it does, as they do. <laughs> and goes flying by this child bride and all of her people. Well, the gust of wind that this thing emits pushes all the men down, renders them walkless. They can't okay, get as up. It, as they do. And the cart goes skidding along the ground in a very weird, not wind-like fashion, and is like teetering on the edge of a cliff. So this child bride is already freaked out because her parents probably sold her to get married. Oh, yes. Question? Well- I think she's a widow. I think her old husband has died That's before she could is. even get married. Yes. And she's like in the funeral procession being taken to his family's house. So she's like like a 12-year-old widow or like a 13-year-old widow. That makes sense because, okay, we'll get to it. But something happened yeah, yeah. and I was like, <clears throat> I'm confused as to where her husband is. Okay. She's a widow. Widow. Child mm-hmm. bride who has been widowed. So she's teetering on the edge of this cliff. She's crying. She wants help. Well, all of a sudden, this really good-looking man appears out of nowhere. And he, like, parts the curtains. And he reaches his hand in to help her out. And she's grateful. And she's like, is this an angel? And you're like, almost. It's an alien. (laughs) I hope angels look like this. They must look like this. So flash forward 400 years. We are in modern day... Soul. And there's this beautiful actress by the name of Chang Sung Yi. Did I say her last name right? Chang? Chang? Chang Chang Sung Sung Yi. Chang Sung Yi. She's famous. She's gorgeous. She's also a little clueless and she gets into a lot of trouble 
because she does things without think not without thinking she's just carefree and shameless so like she'll tweet something and it won't make sense and the netizens will be all over her for it and she gets in a lot of trouble and her agency's like you need to, you need to be a little bit more intelligent like with these social don't media let things. her tweet yes <laughs> like, stop letting there her are tweet. a couple of famous people in the world right now that i'd be like you need handlers you should not be allowed to tweet they should be blocked they yes. should be blocked so uh anyway after a rough day on social media because haters gonna hate Mm-hmm. She goes home to her fancy apartment, and Domin June is here. Now, Domin June is this handsome man that way back when helped this child widow bride lady out of her cart, and he looks the same, Megan. How can Not a human a look the same older. after 400 years? Is it reincarnation? I don't, We're going to find out. Not for him. Put a pin in it. So the elevator door is open, and he's standing there. So she hops in pushes her button to get to her floor and he doesn't push a button. So she gets really, really annoyed and she thinks that he's a stalker and that he's trying to follow her up to her apartment. So she gets like right up in his face and she's like, listen, what is it going to take you to just leave me alone? I've had a rough day. I don't like being a celebrity when people are following me around and she's all like in his face and the elevator doors open on her floor and he gets out and walks to the neighboring apartment because there's only two apartments on this floor and he just happens to be her neighbor awkward yeah and she like just moved in and she's already no pun intended alienating (laughs) all of her neighbors (laughs) which again they're establishing the best part of the show right away which is the relationship between these two characters because chung sung yi the use the perfect word is shameless Mm -hmm. and she's unlike any female character i've seen in in hardly anything ever because she gets the opportunity to be kind of like rude and rough and complicated and a little unlikable, but at the same time is so charming and lovable and you just love her so much. I think she's a really unique character. Whereas Domin June, I swear he talks like six times in this whole show. Oh yeah. He's a pretty quiet guy. He's very quiet. He's very still. He's very rigid. He's very proper. And they've, they're establishing right away, like how, these two are going to be butting heads, and it's so good. I love I it. I love it. Yeah. So that night, she needs to vent out her frustrations, because now she's embarrassed on top of the fact this that she's like, been, like, torn apart all day. Your favorite scene ever, isn't it? This is one of... There's two, and I get to cover mm. them both today, so I'm really excited. Yes! Enter one of my favorite scenes ever. She's, like, scream singing into her blow dryer, because she's just so frustrated with life. So she's trying to, like, let her emotions go, just lets her body go, just tries to, like go insane and make herself feel she's so uninhibited you just love her because she just does like she acts on what she's feeling she acts on what she's thinking she she doesn't really care about consequences and she's so authentically herself all the time all the time which i love me too um junji jihyun wait is that right yeah junji han she's we've talked about her before incredible actress such a good comedian and this is like i feel like the whole time i was watching it i was just in awe of her just in awe this scene especially. I love it. Because mm-hmm. she's like, the, her physical comedy. So she's like dancing and like her body moves in these awkward but somewhat graceful ways. I don't know. She's this, just wonderful. We're talking about like legitimately one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen in my entire life. Mm-hmm. She's perfect. Perfect body. Perfect face. Her hair. I would probably How dare kill someone you? for that How hair. Like literally I would resort to violence for her hair. So, so she's stunningly beautiful with a complete opposite personality and you're like yes i, I love, love this woman i love yeah. her so much i want to be her best friend you can come i too. want to we'll co- i want be to be her, her. <laughs> you be her and i'll just keep being your friend 
just going to absorb all of her energy. So she's just letting it all out. Well, the thing we don't know about Domin June is that he has something's not right with him. <laughs> There's no, he, who would guess? He has a special secret. I mean, he hasn't aged a day in 400 years, and he's still alive after 400 years. So and he's pretty grumpy for guys, someone so young and handsome. He's got a hidden secret, and that secret what is... What could it be? He's not from Earth. He's from <gasps> the stars. He is an Stop. alien. No. Now, there's a lot of nuances when it comes to being alien. One of them is that you have, like, supersonic hearing, apparently. So even mm-hmm. though they're in this, like, soundproofed apartment far away from each other because this place is huge... He can hear her freaking out next door. Like, he can hear yes. her just having this meltdown. But she's doing it so passionately. It sounds like she's having fun, not like she's having a mental breakdown. So right. he goes over to her door. He knocks. And he's like, I need you to keep it down. And he says it not like that because he's very quiet. So he's just like, hey, you're disturbing the peace. And that's a felony. He says something like that. And it's very short and simple and very rude. And she just looks miserable and she basically says, I've had a terrible day. This is the only, you're telling me now I can't even like let go of my feelings in my own home. And she looks terrible. And so he leaves kind of feeling guilty and he can hear her crying all night. She cries herself to sleep and you could tell that he kind of feels guilty that he instigated some of that. And we're especially affected by it because we've just seen her be like kind of indignant about getting something wrong and people criticizing her. And she's like, who cares? Who cares what they say? Well, she really, really cares what they say. Mm -hmm. She's very sensitive. She just wears this mask to the world as as somebody who can just recover quickly. She's, who cares? And at this point in the show, she's like the biggest star in the world. Mm -hmm. She's like, the she is like the sweetheart of all of Korean entertainment, right? At this point, she's like number one. Oh yeah, Yeah. she's like on her A game. Nothing can stop her. That's, yeah, that's she's false. Huge. She's going to get stopped here. But right. anyway. So, <laughs> wait, really? <laughs> I mean, I'm totally about, trying we to need keep some roller coaster hills. No, you're great. Okay. So, her agency decides to improve her image. They're going to send her back to college because everybody's calling her dumb and whatever. So, she goes, walks in, she sits down in her first class, and who is her professor? But her freaking neighbor, Domin June. And he is a mean professor. <laughs> Uh, also, though, none of my professors look like that in college. Yeah, come on. None of the guys I went to college with look like that in college. <laughs> no one I've ever seen in real life looks like that. It's I call BS on this show. It hurts my feelings. So she nods off in class. She's not paying attention. You can tell she doesn't care. Then do after class... A, a, oh, go ahead. Do they establish what he teaches? Because I find his curriculum to be very confusing. Yes. So he teaches... So like human about sexuality or something? Ro- yeah, like romance and sexuality is definitely part of it. It's like about the human connection. Like the psychology of human connection? Yeah. It sounds like a very random elective. Yeah, what major would you have to have that class? Sociology? Maybe. I have no idea. Alien love? <laughs> Is there an alien major? Yeah. Sign me up. Probably. So after class, she walks up to him, and she thinks she can, like, flirt her way into just not doing anything and getting an A. So she, like, really lays on the sex appeal, and he's not having it at no. all. He's so unaffected by everything. Yeah. So finally, she's just like, all right, let me level with you. I'm only here because my agency is putting me here. And she's like begging him to please cut her a little bit of slack. And he basically says no. And he gets like right up in her face. You think he's going to kiss her. He like keeps walking towards her until she's like pressed against a desk. And I'm just thinking like, 
You're like, let's get this started. (laughs) So she leaves. She's a little flustered because, number one, he talked down to her, which is not something that she's used to happening in her everyday life. And number two, meow. He was just up in her face. That's the psychology of human sexuality right there. (laughs) So real quick, at the end of the episode, it's time for a flashback. So when Chang Sung-yi was young, she left her house. She was upset about something. She went to cross the street and this truck comes barreling down this icy road, can't stop, and is meters away from hitting her. And out of the blue, there's like a flash of something. And next thing she knows, she's cradled in the arms of a super attractive man on the other side of the street. And the truck has skidded to a stop and the truck driver gets out thinking he hit this little girl and she's fine. She's just fine. She's safely made it across the street. Someone has saved her. Yes, she is a hero here. Uh, Now, funny story, guys. The hero looks just like Dome and June, and the little girl looks just like this widow from 400 years ago. Haven't we seen her before? Nobody puts those pieces together. So basically, the episode ends with her telling the story to somebody else and being like, he was my first love, and I'll, I'll never get to meet him. And, and that whoever saved me that night, I, I just feel so many feelings for him. And it ends with him talking to somebody else, being like, that widow bride was like the first love I ever felt, and I never want to feel again because she's gone. And it's like, you dum-dums, you live right next to each other. How do you not You're recognize each other? literally looking at each other's faces. <laughs> hey. It's going to be some science. time before we establish what happened. Yes. So that's it. That's episode one. It's a good pilot. It's a really good first episode for sure. It's super fun and a lot happens. And I'll be honest, um, if anybody is listening and they haven't watched the show, I have a really hard time getting into new shows. It takes me a good three or four episodes usually before I'm like, okay, I'm hooked. This one though, by the second episode for sure I was hooked. But I- I'll tell you that. The-, the pilot was good, but it didn't hook me as fast as some do. You would have liked. But it also hooked me a little bit faster than others, so. Yeah. I was in on, I think what got me was her. I, like, I, the character, I like this character so much. I was like, I will watch 22 episodes just for her. And I maintain that through this whole show, even when the plot gets bonkers or there are some twists where I'm like, why? I loved it because Chun Sung Yi is one of the best characters in K-dramas. She's so great. And, and she, she remains great. Oh, yeah. I agree. She she like doesn't change and get like more gentle and smarter. She does in some respects, but like she pretty much stays. She gets like a little less re- like battling against the world. She finds some like comfort in him. But for the most part, she remains this like hard, cool, just boss lady. I love it. So anyway. She's great. Let's, should we go to episode two, Becca? Let's do it. Let's move on. <laughs> In my unicorn notebook. Oh, it's so cute. Irene gave to me. So episode two, we're going to go back in time again. And it's funny because before I started watching, I was like, oh, thank God, Becca has to do the Joseon era crap. And then I started the second <laughs> episode. And I was like, ugh. Oh, yeah. It's sprinkled in throughout the whole show. So basically, we have 300 years ago, Alien Dome and June is walking around collecting samples like plants dirt i'm sure things that he can go back to his planet and test and we learn that he can freeze time and space so he can like make everybody freeze so he can walk freely around and just observe them well this young widow has been taken to her in-laws place and they she's sleeping 
well, somebody like kidnaps her, leaves her in the woods, is going to kill her. She man- manages to get away and she's running and running and this guy like shoots an arrow at her and then she disappears into thin air. Dolman, or the alien, this 300-year-old, okay, at this point, he's not 300 years old. This brand new alien. <laughs> um, she appears and he's there and she recognizes him as the guy that saves her. And then, like, he hears her name and, like, starts levitating. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I literally I don't wrote, remember that part. <laughs> I, I don't ever see him levitate at the sound of her name again that I remember, but Domin, she's there with Domin June, recognizes him. He begins lev- levitating when he hears her name. Oh, she must introduce him, herself, and he's like, oh, that strikes a chord with me. Anyway, <laughs> again, unprompted, he just, like, hands her this jade hairpin. This like, this beautiful jade hairpin. I don't even think he said anything at this point. He's just there with her. And she's like, you saved me. Thanks. And he's like, here's a present. (laughs) Um, Cut to the same hairpin, but it's modern day and it's in a museum. And there's a museum guy going around being like, all of these beautiful artifacts come from an anonymous donor. And some of them go back as far as the Joseon era. And who's standing in the background of the museum except Domin June? Let me tell you, I'm going to guess he's the anonymous donor, and all this stuff is stuff that he's collected over the last 400 years of his life. What a generous so, fellow. He's a very nice guy. He's very responsible. A philanthropist so anyway, at its best. They get, he gets, then we're back in the apartment complex, and Domin Jun and Chun Sung Yi have not warmed to each other. They get into some kind of fight in the lobby, uh, and they, he storms off, and then that night he has this dream where he sees these sparkly heels that are fabulous, by the way, um, on a boat, and then they're, like, overboard. So someone, he has his dream, someone wearing beautiful shoes goes overboard, silver sparkly shoes. So he has this friend who's much older than him, who is actually much younger than him, but who is a lawyer, and they're buddies, and they've been friends forever. I think he's, like, a family. His family has been friends with Domin June for many, many years, and he's this lawyer who's in charge of Domin June's estate, and they start talking about the dream and his friend is like, I think you're seeing the future. It's going to be like 12 years ago all over again. They keep cryptically talking about 12 years ago, 12 years ago. Um, and then they also talk about, oh, because he saw the future 12 years ago, but we don't know what that means. Then they talk about like, we only have three months left on Earth. He's like, I'm not going to get involved in human affairs. I only have three months. Why I'm going back bother? to the planet. Why bother? People are dumb. They're all going to die anyway. Life is meaningless. So, it's stupid. I just want to go home. And he he just is like, I refuse. I'm not going to meddle. I don't because in the past we see this flashback of a time where he did meddle and he did make things worse for people. So he's like, never again, never again. Fine. Well, Chun Sung Yi wants to do some kind of like damage control and, and show people the real Chun Sung Yi. So they decide to do this Day in the Life documentary. And really, the only reason she decides to do it is because her this rival actress wants to do it if Chun Sung Yi turns it down. So Chun Sung Yi's like, uh. Uh-uh. No, I'm doing it just so mm-hmm. she can't. So basically what they want to do is like a day in the life. They follow her around. They're going to go to school with her. She's going to prove that she's great at school and she doesn't get any special favors for being a being a, a celebrity. And it's clearly BS. Like she's made so many mistakes and her, her keeper has to be like, well, we're going to edit this out, right? Well, they get there and he, her manager has given her an essay to turn in in Min June's class. And she's like, this is good, right? And he's like, oh, yeah, don't worry. We had an expert write it. It's it's perfect. She turns it in. He takes one look at it, and he's like, this is plagiarized. 
And he literally stands there and can cite all the things that this, all the places this was plagiarized from. And he's doing this in front of the whole class and in front of all the cameras in the background. And she's just standing there and she can't do anything. So she keeps a straight face. She's like very dignified about it because she has been torn down publicly before. Well, then he is walking around school later and hears all these people talking about how great it was to see Chun Sung Yi get embarrassed. And then he feels really bad. And he, like, smashes some girl's phone with his brain powers. And we start to learn more about Chun Sung Yi. Like, she's financially supporting her family. Her dad is gone. Her mom and her brother rely on her. Um, and also, she's got this friend who's obsessed with her. We're going to call him Chable. It's Park Hajin. It's the first Ooh, time I ever saw him. Not a bad-looking man to have obsessed with you. And he's super rich, and he loves her so much. They've been friends since they were kids. And he's sitting at his job reading internet con- comments, and he gets really worried. Um, and he'll come back later. So Chun Sung Yi kind of pouts for a while, but she she comes back. And there's, like, some funny scenes I'm going to skip. Twelve years ago comes up again. Doman Jun's like, if I'm destined to meet this person again, I will. And we're like, who? What happened 12 years ago? <laughs> well, Enough teasers. Give us the content. <laughs> he goes home to relax, only to be interrupted by somebody outside his door, punching, trying to get the security code to work on his door. Well, he opens it. It's Chan Sung Yi. And she is super drunk. And she does not know which one is her apartment. So when she opens the, he opens the door to confront her and be like, you're at the wrong apartment. Um... She passes out on his couch, essentially. She, like, barges in and passes out. At the same time, Chable... Okay, have we introduced... Chun Sung Yi has another actress friend who we're going to call fake best friend. It's Yu and Na. She is, like, the second female lead in the show, but also constantly plays the second female lead in dramas with Chun Sung Yi. And she is so like whiny and feels bad for herself that immediately you're like, this girl's trouble, I don't trust her. But Chun Sung Yi is super, super loyal to her and loves her deeply. Super well, she's protective in love, of her. Very protective, which is another reason where you're like, Chun Sung Yi is such a good character. Well, Chae who's in love with Chun Sung Yi, Yu and Na's character is in love with him. And it's like her birthday and he's supposed to go meet her well, he ditches to go check on Chun Sung Yi because he's worried about all the mean comments. When he gets there, he finds her passed out on her neighbor's couch. And Chable's like, uh, excuse me, not on my watch. This is my girl. And the alien's like, I don't care. Just get her out of my apartment. I don't want anything to do with this. Well, <laughs> Chable takes her back. And Domin Jun can hear everything they're saying. Also, this is a point where Domin Jun is showering, which you'd think is great. Domin Jun always showers with a towel around his waist. Always. This happens I'm so glad more you brought this up. Once. Okay, this so is- not only do K drama leads have mirrors in their showers normally, they all shower with towels around their waist. Which it's like, why not just shoot it so that we don't have to be like, who wears a towel in the shower? It really <laughs> takes me out of the scene. Like, all I can think is. You should have just cropped this image so that I just see the top half because I know this isn't real now. Like, if I had any questions that this was maybe not a real thing happening, now I know it's not because nobody does that. But you don't know so much anyway. about alien anatomy. Maybe there's You're something right. down there that we don't want well, to see. But frankly, is this a learning moment where we should see? <laughs> like, we should all be instructed on what it is? I'm just saying that. Just Is he like a Ken doll where it's like... just like smooth plastic? There's just no anatomy down here. Do you watch The Good Place? No. 
Oh, God. Everybody should watch that show. Anyway, never mind. But <laughs> anyway, okay. Anyway. Um, so she's kind of still passed out, and the table goes to kiss her, like, romantically while she's sleeping. She looks beautiful, and he's, like, leans in really slowly, and the music swells, and she's like, do you want to die? Basically, she's like, get away from me. And so that's really funny. Um and Sammy, who is this fake best friend, is, like, heartbroken that she got stood up by Chable. So she's off crying somewhere, but she pretends not to care. So, okay, now we got to talk about Chable's brother. And we're going to call him Creepy Bro. Yeah. Or I, I, bro. I refer to him as Psycho Bro psycho in my bro. notes because he's insane. So why are we calling him Psycho Bro? He seems like a super nice guy. He volunteers with stray dogs in he his volunteers at an animal shelter to mm-hmm. care for stray dogs. That's what we're led to believe. He wanted to be a vet, right? He's telling right. his younger brother. And Chable is like, you're the best, man. You're the best guy ever. And older brother is like, no, I'm not. I, I'm not. Because he wanted to be a veterinarian, but something mysterious and that they don't go into detail on happened to their older brother. So now he has to inherit this huge conglomerate. And he's just doing his duty, man. He's just a nice guy. He's just living so his then, best life to the fullest so, with the consequences yeah, he's like, been given. And Chable's like, you're the best, and kind of walks away, and then older bro gets a call. And there's a cryptic woman on the other end being like, you gotta let me out of here. <laughs> you gotta <laughs> let me out of here. And Psycho Bro's like, no, I don't have to do anything. And we're, and like, we're like, who is this woman? Where is she stuck? Why are you not helping what? her? What is going on? And he's like, you know, I've killed for much more. And we're like, I thought you wanted to be a vet. <laughs> So anyway, back at the apartment, Domin Jun finds Chun wallet has fallen from her bag, and there's a picture of her, and he, when she was young, a picture from 12 years ago, in fact, and he sees it. I've heard She's that number before. She's the girl from 12 years ago, who he saved crossing the street from getting who hit by a truck. Who he's in love with, but he the doesn't girl, seem to remember her facial features. From the Joseon era. He sees she's in there. And he's like, what? So he's going to confront her about the photo. Well, she's at the salon and she is hung over. She has had better days. Well, she runs into this rival actress, the girl who wanted to do the Day in the Life documentary. And this rival actress is like, you need to go to a different salon because I know what you're up to. Because because fake best friend was all like, oh, I'm not going to start anything. But just so you know, Chun Sung Yi only did this so that you wouldn't. So this girl is mad. So Chun Sung Yi can be very savage and basically is like, stop starting rumors about me. And the she says something real mean to her. And the rival actress follows her out into the the salon and like throws something at her and she said she makes some comment about how she's gonna marry that psycho brother and like they're gonna be sister-in-laws of chun sung marries table and then she starts talking trash, trash about chun sung mom and chun sung is like you're pathetic for talking about our families and rival's about to slap her and then all of a sudden domin jun is there and he's holding back her hand and and he's like she th- throws a tangent and, and Domin Jun uses his mind to make all the lights explode because everything's escalating. And he grabs Chun Sung Yi's arm and like pulls her away. And he shows Megan, her the picture. For the viewers at home or the listeners at home now, how many wrist grabs are we up to in this one scene? 
like a thousand (laughs) yes there's like an angry wrist grab two angry wrist grabs one of them's kind of romantic both of them are kind (laughs) of romantic because he's saving her from a slap but it's very dramatic he's very still and strong and you're like oh my (laughs) and then he like gets Chun Sung Yi out of there and he shows her the picture he's like who are you and she's like and then it's freeze frame and that's freeze frame and that's frame that's how we know an episode has ended. A nice, yes, freeze solid frame. freeze frame. Also, there's something that the, at the end of every episode, there's like an epilogue where they're talking directly to the camera or they're in a different scene. And I didn't cover all of those. I covered a few of them because a few of them have important information. Like in this epilogue, I'm pretty sure she's like telling that story that she's already told a thousand times. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> I get excited and I swallow a lot of air. About how her first love was this guy that saved her 12 years ago and she thinks about him all the time. She hopes that maybe fate will bring them together someday. So anyway, she's like talking for the documentary about it. Back to you, Becca. Take it away. Episode three, let's do this. Mm -hmm. So we're back in the Joseon era. Naturally. Naturally. And young bride promises Alien that she's going to take care of him because he's saved her twice now. So she shows up at her in-laws. You kind of covered some of this. And they're like, listen, our son is dead. We've already told everybody that you've hung yourself because you were just, we just sent people to kill you and you were saved before they killed you. Worst in-laws ever. Ever. People out there who complain about your in-laws, they could be trying to kill you. And they could try to stage your murder. Yeah. Let's just put this in perspective. And so they're like, listen, we already told the whole kingdom that you hung yourself because you were so sad that your husband died. Uh, no info on the husband. He's probably like 40. I don't know. I think he was much older, yeah. One of those gross situations. So they pretty much demand right away, like, start running because we're going to kill you. Because we told everybody and we can't go We can't go back on our word now. Just hey, do us a favor. they gave her a head start. That was, <laughs> that was nice of them. Start running. So that's Poor it. widow. She's had a terrible week. I know. Well, she got to meet an alien. She did meet a hot alien, so. So back to modern day. We jump around a lot. Dong mm-hmm. Jun sees, after this whole thing happens with rival and fake best friend, he sees Sung Yi's glittery heels. And he's like, hey, those are from that dream I had where I think I'm dreaming about the future. So that night, he his supersonic hearing again. He can hear her like crying out in pain in the apartment next door. And he's listening and he hears her like frantically calling all these people. because She's like, I need to go to the hospital and I can't take myself. And nobody can help her because at the end of the day, she doesn't have very many true friends. No, she she's very isolated. have everything in life. Yeah. Her so, family's all messed up. They're so messed up. So she can't look bad leaving her apartment because she's a famous idol. So she grabs these glittery heels, puts them on and starts to stumble out of her apartment. Well, wouldn't you know it, Domin June is waiting outside, and he says, wow, crazy coincidence, I happen to be going to the hospital. I, I can totally take you. Let's carpool. Man, if I had a nickel. Yeah, right? For every time I needed to ride to the hospital and somebody just happened to be going there anyway. So if we don't already love this alien, now we're like, oh, now yes, he's intentionally he, eavesdropping he's on her to help her. Definitely a good guy. So he takes a her little to PR. Well, I mean, we all are, right? Yeah, yeah. He takes her to the ER and she has to have a, <clears throat> an emergency appendectomy, which I think is funny because I think they use the phrase emergency appendectomy, but all all appendectomies emergencies because you don't I have so much so. time to get like, them out. You don't take one out proactively, which why don't we just take them out? Why do we have appendixes? All they do is explode. 
I don't know. And try to kill us. And kill, yeah. They're like just, those terrible in-laws. Except for appendixes don't give us warning. Man, literally everything that could go wrong for this woman over the course of 400 years is. Is happening. Everyone's trying to kill her, including her own body. <laughs> so she makes him promise to, to still be at the hospital when she wakes up. And he's like, yeah, yeah, okay, just go get surgery. So mm-hmm. he goes to leave the hospital And then is like, oh, I mean, I guess I should stay. So he goes and sits down. And again, we love him. So she wakes up. He's in her room. And he uses this as an opportunity to kind of warn her about his dream without actually warning her. So he picks up a newspaper. And he's like, hey, when were were you born? And she tells him. And he's like, I'll totally read you your horoscope. Wink, wink. And he's like, this says you should stay away from boats and all water. And she's like, oh, that's right. I should be more careful around water. She's so funny. <laughs> they both are. They're such a yeah. mess. I love them. Which, yeah, and he does such a good, com- like, straight man comedy. We've mentioned this before, too, where she's over the top and, like, big, and he's very, like, contained and delivers his, he's, they're both very funny. They're great. So her whole family comes to visit. Her brother sulks in. She hasn't seen him in a year. It's Which messy. He, yeah, he acts really dare toward her but like loves her and is really protective oh, yeah. of her and the thing you get from this whole family is they have a messy past but they genuinely care about each other there there is love there yeah they're yeah. all extremely flawed human beings but they love each other in spite of it and Chun Sung Yi has been acting since she was like 15 or 13 or something so it's like all she's ever known and she's done it she did it to support her family so that's really complicated anyway Anyway, so her mom comes in and she's putting on this giant show because there's a bunch of paparazzi there. And like the second the door closes, she's like, so what? Like, are you okay?" (laughs) Like like she's all teary eyed and stuff until she actually gets in the room. What's wrong? (laughs) It's a mess. Her dad also shows up in the hallway, but then like peeks through her window and sees her and then walks away. So it's clear that she hasn't seen her dad in years. And he's just like, oh, she's good. Bye. It's definitely one of those things where he like creepily follows them around, but never goes to talk to them. And it's just like, oh my God, just go talk to them. Like <laughs> they clearly want you to come talk to them. You want to talk to them. Why are we, Again, it goes back to this like huge thing where it's like a conversation could have solved a whole lot of stuff before it got out of hand. Anyway, it sounds like, sorry. It sounds like this was just note. a tragic note 12 years ago. We all heard that it. number, okay. right? 12 years ago. Yeah, we're over it. So this whole thing is a mess. And of course, Domin Jun is sitting there the whole time. So he sees the dad. He doesn't say anything. The mom and brother are putting <clears> on the show. And finally, Sunny is like, get out. Like, just get out. I can't deal with this. You guys are being a mess. Just leave. And he sees how upset she is by all this family madness happening. So the next day, she's going to be discharged. And for some reason, Megan, this happens to me every time I go to the hospital. Her shoes are gone. Her glittery oh, high heels have been stolen. That's why you don't wear fancy shoes to the hospital. That's why you shouldn't wear sparkly heels. And so right. she accuses Domin June of taking them. And she's like, you looked at them funny the other day. I know you have them. And he's like, I didn't take them. And you're he's like, like, why well, would I take he? women's shoes? Why would I take women's shoes? But then we flash forward to him at his apartment and he's putting the shoes in his closet. So he clearly did take them, mm-hmm. probably thinking if she doesn't have those shoes, this weird dream he had can't come He's changing the future. Right. He's changing the future. So he just kind of goes about his day and then he sees on TV, now it's nighttime, probably the same day, there's a celebrity wedding happening on this big yacht or this big boat. And the news is covering all these famous people arriving. And wouldn't you know it, Chong Sung Yi shows up in a new pair of those glittery heels. And he sees it on the news and he's like, 
oh man my my plans have been foiled mm-hmm. and then we get a freeze frame mm-hmm. the freeze frame do 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 so <laughs> episode four everybody's getting on the boat he sees the shoes he's like what do i do flashback to the joseon era naturally so, young widow she's run home to her parents she's got the alien with her she's like guys my in-laws tried to kill me the fam her family's like welcome home we're so happy to see you she's like hey by the way this dude with me he (laughs) saved me we have to take care of him and they're like okay thanks dude but then (laughs) she goes to bed and her mom comes in and is like gonna choke her to death and she's like mom and her mom's like why would you bring a man home with you you've defiled yourself and then we see the dad is standing outside and we hear him like i can't listen to her kill my daughter even though i ordered it so he walks away and the mom's like <laughs> That's so noble of him right like he's like i'm just not no unpleasantness here the mom hears him leave and she's like oh girl just run away just get out of here she was like i, I was like her dad wanted to kill you and was like no let me do it and if he finds out i didn't he's gonna kill us both so just get get the f out of here <laughs> so meantime dome and june is all tied up in another part of the house somewhere and they can't kill him hmm interesting he can't yeah. die huh yeah and and they're like why can't we kill him <laughs> um but while they're trying to when he's tied up he sees the spaceship has taken off and is heading back to his oh, planet no! without him. So he misses his ride. He's so this must be like a, there's him. no Uber in in space type of situation. At this point in history, they had not developed the Uber to space yet, oh, so he couldn't okay. just like call up a, a lift. So Got he's it. like he's stuck. Okay, back to present day. Um, he's with his lawyer friend again, and and they're talking about how he doesn't feel anything or whatever, but he's told them about Chun Sung-yi and the shoes, and the lawyer's like, you you gotta save her, right? Like, you clearly want to save her. And they see her on TV, and she's talking about the guy who saved her 12 years ago again, and how he's her first love. Well, okay, then it's like, we skip time. This, this gets complicated. It's 60 hours later, we see on the screen. 60 hours later, news report top actress goes missing body found and we're like oh no he did see the future so the cops are talking and they're like she obviously killed herself uh there's not there's nothing to investigate a handsome prosecutor walks in the family said no to an autopsy the prosecutor's like no we need to be thorough so let's go over all the details in the case okay I want to say for the record, this episode is cool. The way they do this episode is cool and very original because we we know someone is dead and now we go back in time and we see through snapshots of security footage and all this stuff, how they've come to, to like put together a timeline of events on the boat. So we're on the boat tonight. Chan Sung-yi is there. She comes in. She looks literally more beautiful than anyone has any right to look ever. ever. She's going to sit down with her buddies, uh, Chable and fake best friend and creepy bro shows up and creepy but she's like hey creepy bro are you dating somebody and he's like why would you think that and she's like because my this rival actress told me that you guys were dating or she like made this comment that made it sound like you're dating and he's like uh, no well then she has another run-in with rival in front of the bridal party it's like a hilarious scene where they're trying to outpose each other in these photos oh i forgot all about that it's so yeah, funny it's so go funny. watch well, it everybody 
fast forward a little bit, Rival goes missing. No one knows where she is. But nobody knows where Chun Sung Yi is either. Nobody's seen her in a while. And remember, they're still in a boat in the middle they're of the Han boat. River. And and you guys, it goes back to nothing good happens at the Han River. Nothing good happens, especially nothing. on a boat. So, <laughs> and there are a couple moments where you see fake best friend. You see some, like moments where you're like, okay, she does actually care about Chun Sung Yi to some extent, but she's just so jealous of her. She like can't look past it. Mm-hmm. But there's a moment where she sees her at the top of some stairs and the boat jolts. And she's like, oh my God, Chun, like, Sung Yi, you're going to fall. And Sung Yi's drunk. And she like goes to like say something. And then Chun Sung Yi's gone. And she's like, oh my God, did she fall overboard? Where did she go? Well, they end up finding Chun Sung Yi passed out in a cabin. And it's the rival actress has died. And they found her body. So now the rumors start that it was Chun Sung Yi's fault and that the rival killed her. No, sorry, rival killed herself because of how mean Chun Sung Yi is. So mm-hmm. Chun Sung Yi's like stuck in her apartment, finds out there are all these rumors spreading about her. We've we've like fast forwarded to to the present not on the boat again. She needs to get out. Um because her manager's like, you got to get out of there. The reporters are all coming. Well, she's like, oh, I don't know what to do. I can't get out in time. So she gets into Domin Jun's apartment. She like forces her way in. And she's like in her pajamas. And she finds his alien. <laughs> Dramatic pause. <laughs> she finds his alien something. I don't know what I wrote. His journal? N- no. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Log. I wrote log. She goes into his, he has this, like, secret study that's amazing, and she finds his log, and it's, like, three months left to go on Earth, and she's like, what's this mean? This is weird. But she doesn't ever think, like, oh, maybe he's uh, an alien. Mm -hmm. And he kicks her out, but she's like, please, please, please. Um, She tells him if she leaves his apartment, there will be rumors about them. Man, I wrote really sloppily. Sorry, guys. And he's like, okay, fine, but here are some ground rules. You have to stay one meter away from me at all time. All times. Like, you cannot touch, don't touch anything. Don't talk to me. Stay away from me. And she's like, oh, you're weird, but fine. Um, so anyway, cut to creepy bro. Says the atric who, actress who was yelling at somebody in an elevator for following her. Yeah. Like, she has the same like, boundaries. <laughs> she does. And she's just like, excuse me, what? I'm gorgeous. And he's like, you need to stay away from me. Like, you can stay here, but get away from me. So now, cut to creepy bro. And his little minion, who is an actor who I have seen in other things, who is delightful. He plays a really funny character in Go Back Couple. He's one of the buddies in Go Back Couple. Mm-hmm. Um, cut to creepy bro. Tell, the minion's telling him, like, they've destroyed all the evidence of his connection with this rival actress, except some evidence which was on a uh, flash drive in her purse. And they cannot darn find USBs. the flash drive. They always and, work their way into a yes. K-drama. We can't find it. Well, before they knew that this rival had gone missing, Chun Sung Yi had returned to her table with her friends, carrying the rival's purse. And she's like, has anybody seen her? She left her purse in the in the bathroom. And they're like, no, we haven't seen her. So Chun Sung Yi puts the rival's purse inside her own purse. So we know Chun Sung Yi has the evidence in her purse. Okay. That, that's, we see all this in a flashback then to the boat. Chun Sung Yi's in the bathroom and she hears the rival actress talking to creepy bro. And he's asking her weird questions. And she's basically blackmailing him into marrying her. She knows something about him that she's like, I'm going to use this against you. I have all the info. And then she comes into the bathroom and sees Chun Sung Yi spying. And Chun Sung Yi's like, I don't want to. Chun Sung Yi is trying not to be like 
it's her way of trying to be nice where she's like, I think you can do better than him. I don't think he cares about you. I think you can do better. And the rival's like, yeah, no, there's a, there's a reason that we need. There's like a reason why this has to happen. Um, and she's talking to Dome and June about everything that happened. And she's like, I don't know, man, I got drunk. I don't remember anything. But I feel like I saw you. She's like, I feel like you were there. I had a dream I saw you. And he's like, yeah, you didn't. Well, she did. Because he teleported to the boat. And we know this because we see on surveillance video that he's there and then he's gone. And the cop is like, this dude's a ghost. <laughs> and He's a Gwishin. He's, he, right. They're like seriously <laughs> concerned. The prosecutor's like, I don't think, I think there's probably another explanation. But Chan Song Yi then is still like, I'm pretty sure I saw you. Were you there? And he's like, done away. Like, why would I be there? And she's like, oh, I think you were. Well, we find out he got anxious about the shoe dream. He went to the boat alien style to protect her. He even scrambled all the security cams so he wouldn't be seen. There was just one place where he was seen. He freezes time when that boat shakes, which we saw earlier. He, she goes flying, and she's freeze-framed like, Ugh! and he basically saves her, tucks her into bed in the cabin. And that's not all, folks. That's not all. He tucks all. her into bed, and when he goes to tuck her in, his arm is stuck behind her, and she kisses him in her drunken stupor. And for a drunken kiss, this is a steamy, romantic kiss. And then in the epilogue of the episode, we find out Dome and June has never been kissed. Ever. Never. One time in the Joseon era, a lady tried to kiss him, and he was like, to be fair to you, I need to tell you before you kiss me that I'm an alien and I came from a star. And then he's, like, being honest with her, and she's like, you could have just told me you didn't like me, and she <laughs> runs away. <laughs> so end of episode four. All right. How how long is this so far? Where are we? We're at a little less than an hour. We're doing all okay. right. Okay. Mine are pretty short from here on out because I skipped a lot of stuff. There was a lot of background that we had to cover. Yes. I think we're, we're get, yeah, it gets easier. Yes. All right. So episode five, Domin Jun has saved Chung Sung Yi from falling overboard. So like Megan said, he carries her down, tucks her in. She pulls him down for this steamy kiss and he goes to say something and she's like, don't talk. <laughs> Don't speak. I know what you're thinking. And she starts murmuring to herself how it's time for her to get married, how she should just marry Chable because her hormones are telling are dictating her dreams now and they're telling her that she needs romance in her life. Which, guys, she's about to turn 30, so she ain't wrong. She's aged <laughs> over the hill. She mentions multiple times her 30th birthday is coming up. She's past her expiration. She, it's, a, it's a miracle that she's still getting any work at all at this point. <laughs> So a few days later, they casually bring it up in conversation where she's like, I had a dream about you. Like, I know you're on that boat. Otherwise, it had to have been a dream. And he's like, slyly, he's like, must have been a sexy dream. And you're like, whoa. Which, it's like, seriously, Domin June, pick a speed. Because he's either like, no, I am a very formal alien. Or he's like, yeah, you want to see me shower in a towel? <laughs> And you're like, what are you doing? You, you are sending her mixed signals, man. No wonder she's confused. So reporters are swarming the apartment building. They're blaming Chung Sung Yi for Rival's death. And she's been advised by everybody, like, stay with Dome and June until things die down. Eventually, these people will leave. Whatever. Well, of course, 
It's like the odd couple. Chaos ensues because she's mm-hmm. messy. She's loud. She's fun loving. She's everything that Doman June hates. He she's hysterical. Yeah. So she's rocking his world in a bad way. In a bad way. So meanwhile, somebody plants a suicide note in rival actress's apartment, like in her diary. And it makes it look like it's Chang Sung Yi's fault, of course. So after wallowing in self-pity, she announces that she's going to walk right out to the reporters and just tell them the truth because she has nothing to hide. And right. and he's like, I don't know if that's a good idea. And so she like starts to walk out. Well, she's like broken a vase in the house. She's barefoot. She's still in her pajamas. She steps on the glass, cuts her foot. He swoops over romantic style, picks her up like a Slow baby. Slow motion Carries swoop. her to the couch. And he's like, she... and he's like, are you ready for this? We're in love because I'm going to go to the pharmacy for you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Order the first, wedding invites already. First comes pharmacy, then comes marriage. <laughs> comes back and he's like tending to her wounded foot and she starts crying and she gets really close to him and she's like it's not because of me right if it if her death is because of me what do i do and we can tell that like she knows she did nothing wrong right but if this suicide letter is true and she's gonna feel the weight of this on her shoulder she's like what do i do how do i live with myself and they've done such a good job throughout the episodes and like continue to showing that she, even though she didn't like this girl, she cared about her. Like she's weirdly will help anybody that needs help. Like mm-hmm. she, like she tried to tell the girl in the bathroom, I think that you can do better. I don't think that you should be with him because she, even if she doesn't agree with someone, she never has ill will for anyone. Right. I feel like that's super important to her character. And, and so that this is a perfect example where she's like, I didn't mean to do anything to her. I didn't mean to do anything to her. Right. It's she's, so heartbreaking. Yeah, I mean, she's a human being with feelings and emotions, but she, she's also, so, she's just a great human being. Like, she cares about other human person. beings. She's a good person. She's, again, rough around the edges, but a lovely, lovely soul. So meanwhile, Psycho Brother wants to stop by Sungi's apartment because he wants to know what she knows about his relationship with Rival, with the dead actress. So naturally, she's a nice lady. And she's like, I mean, it's weird, but sure, come on over. Like, you're a grown man. I'm a grown woman. I'm also a celebrity. But no no big deal. Reporters are here. Just just stop by. Not a big deal. Right. So Doman June sees him, is down in the, the garage of this apartment building. And he sees Psycho Brother get out of his car and start to walk to the apartment building. And he recognizes him from the boat because he also saw him on the boat twisting his his nail ring which i'm sure we're gonna get into which means nothing good is happening the undertone to that is murder and he's like this doesn't look right i should probably follow him into the building well meanwhile there's a cop and he's like domen june and he's like yes can i help you and he's so straight-faced it's wonderful yes what and the cop is like we saw you on the surveillance camera we need to ask you some questions about this rival actress's death and he's like oh i mean i think i have something to do here but i guess i'll go with you so he gets in the car, they're bringing him to police station, and there's, like, standstill traffic. <clears throat> it's pouring down rain. It's nighttime. It's everything evil in one scene. And he just keeps thinking about Psycho Brother going to Sung Yi's apartment. So he's like, I think I should leave. So he just opens up the car door of the cop car and just starts sprinting in the rain. And the cop is like, that looks suspicious, and you now look guilty. And we mm-hmm. end... So I want to say that, so you start again with him being taken away with the the police officer and then he jumps out of the car and he runs and I wrote, he looks 
Fine. Oh, he when looks he's like running away great. from the cat. He's like this black coat and he's wearing, oh my God, he's so and it's handsome. fitted perfectly. Also, it's sexier than the shower scene where he didn't have clothes on because he's not yeah, wearing a the, towel in the, the scene. Rain and he's the appropriately coat. dressed Amazing. for the situation. Amazing. Gorgeous. Well, I need to, to say that then the cop does jump out, jump out and chase him and then a van drives in front of him and then he's gone. Like, Doman June is gone. And the what? cop is like, okay, but is this guy a ghost? What is going on? <laughs> and again, on? it's raining. He is a fuel guishin. He is a water he ghost. Is, he he is, there is something fishy about this dude. So anyway, back to the Joseon era. Doman June's chasing the young widow, and he's just like, let me protect you. And then we're back in the modern day. He teleports to the lobby, falls on his butt. The two security guards are like, did you just fall out of the sky? And Doman June's like, LOL, no. <laughs> and he goes up, and, and Creepy Bro is still at Chun Yi's place, and he's pretending to be like, I'm just worried about you. Uh, you know, as I know that it's been really hard. And she's like, well, let me make you coffee. And so she's in the kitchen. And he starts snooping around. He can't find the bag. And even Chun Sung is like, what? What's up, man? You've never cared about me before. You're a nice dude, but I don't get it. So anyway, he's deflecting. She's suspicious. He's twisting the nail ring, which we had a wonderful listener point out. Why does no one address the fact that this supposedly lovely animal-loving darling man who just wants to like do what he's supposed to do wears a twisted nail as a ring no one mentions it it is the weirdest accessory ever it's literally like if you're a sociopath you're like at the jewelry store and you're like i want a ring that really brings out the sociopath in me i want people to like know that i will murder for fun and they're like oh it just so happens we have this nail twisted into a ring would you like it he's like for the low low cost of four hundred thousand dollars a billion this three cent nail can be twisted in a circle and worn as a ring perfect and it he's like that you, says me that's so others. he's like i've never ever identified to an accessory more in my life <laughs> so he's wearing the nail ring he's twisting it even chun sung is like that's a weird ring and he's like things are more complicated now Blah, evil <laughs> uh and i wrote in all caps creepy brother is great because it's shin sung rock he is amazing because he is so good at playing like if, when you first meet this character you're like what a doll. He is so sweet and lovely. And then he flips a switch and is the evilest person I've ever seen. He must have had so much fun with this part because it is just chewing the scenery. It's twirling the nail ring. It's being evil and charming and fabulous. I love this bad guy. I He's one of my favorite bad guys. 90% of the show is him shooting daggers with his eyes mm -hmm. and everybody being yes. like, you're so sweet. We don't see what those nice daggers guy. coming out of your Except eyes. Except for Doman June, who's like, hold up. <laughs> He's like, he, I'm an alien and I can tell that this guy is up to no good. Even, even without having like any kind of human interaction experience, I can tell you this guy's trouble. I just feel like I've said it before. My favorite kind of bad guys are just pure evil, murderous, evil dudes. This is the perfect kind this of evil dude. I love him. You so sorry, that's a total thing. Anyway, Chable shows up. He and Domin June get in a fight. He's like, I want to buy your apartment. Domin June's like, no. He goes back to school. He's given a lecture about how pointless jealousy is. And it's obviously related to the Chable. Meantime, Chun Sung Yi wants to go to the rival's funeral. She gets there in her van. People are egging. Oh, egging really it. And you see she has Yura, the rival actress's purse. And she says something like, I just wanted to return this to her family. Okay. Well, things get out of hand fast for Chan Sung Yi. 
like things spiral. She goes to her agency. Her mom's throwing a fit. Like, why aren't you taking care of my daughter? This is a horrible PR thing. The, the head of the agency is being real cagey. Like we're going to postpone the renewal of her contract. Chan Sung Yi, who's like very composed comes in and she's like, I think we should postpone the renewal because I don't really know if I like how you've handled this. So it's like what they want, but she's saving face. Um, she's like, I'm taking a break. She fires her manager everything is just bad and they're on their way out she and her mom are on their way out and she runs into fake best friend and fake best friend's mom who's a real bench like oh fake best friend's mom is what would typically be the mother-in-law character in most k-dramas she's she's, terrible she's terrible and chan sung yi's mom is no walk in the park but like everybody knows chan sung yi and her mom have a bad relationship and samey's mom is such a jerk about it where she's always like, oh, you didn't even know your daughter is doing this. You didn't even know. I guess she doesn't tell you anything. You didn't know she moved. And it's just like, back off, lady. Like, you're both rich ladies. Get over it already. Mm-hmm. Well, they're in Go the, to Pilates the, or something. Go drink a mimosa. Yeah. Chill out for a few minutes. Seriously, you have Do whatever rich ladies do. do. It's like the worst kind of stage, mom. <clears throat> so they meet in the lobby and... And the mean mom is like, oh, you didn't hear? Say Mi is taking over the lead role. They're, they're like killing off Chun Sung Yi's part. And Say Mi was the second lead. Well, they're going to give her a love line with the lead actor now. And Say Mi's like, no, I turned it down for friendship because I'm the best friend that ever. I could never do this to Song Yi. And Song Yi's like, no, you should do it. Like, whatever. Don't worry about me. You should just do it. Oh, also. Apparently, Chun Sung Yi, like, needed help, and Say Mi was like, I can't. My mom fell on ice and fractured her ankle. Yes, that happened. That I skipped so, that. That was in one of my episodes. The only reason I bring it up is because this is a turning point for best friend and Chun Sung Yi. Because she's like, don't turn it down. You should just do it. And then she walks up to her, and she's like, oh, by the way, uh, I hope that your ankle feels better. And the mom's like, what are you talking about? My ankle's fine. And Chung Sung Yi like looks at Sammy and she's like, I know you lied. I know you <laughs> lied. I don't know why you lied, but you're not my friend. And they leave and Sammy is like chewing her bottom lip and clenching her fist because she's been found out that she sucks. And her mom's like, why did you turn down the role? And Sammy's like, I didn't turn down the role. I just wanted to say that. I just wanted uh, Chun Sung Yi to think I did. And you're like, oh, you suck. So anyway, so, another side note. For being a, a really great actress, supposedly, say me, fake best friend, is really bad at, like, hiding her own emotions in real life. <laughs> She's such a wet blanket. She's such a downer. Everything is like, clearly written on her face all the time. Nothing goes right for her. She's always sad. She's always just like, poor little pathetic me. And you're like, I'm She's over like, you. You but suck. But I'm so nice. Why are things happening? To, why are bad but things happening to good people? fair. And it's you know what? Bad things happen to everybody. So Yeah, you're up. the worst one here. You're worse than sociopath <laughs> brother because at least he wears a ring and lets us know he's evil. Yes. So anyway... Chun Sung Yi gets home and there's a package outside her door. Uh-oh. And she's like, finally, somebody's being nice to me. And there's a card and it's like, happy early birthday, uh, honey, we love you. We're, we're always here for you. And she's like feeling so good. She opens up. It's a bloody picture of you, Ra, the rival actress. And it's something like, you're next. So she freaks out and she's like trying to knock on Domin Jun's door. And she's like, please be there. Why aren't you home? And she can't get, he doesn't have a phone. She can't get a hold of him. She doesn't know what to do. Well, the cops now are still talking about how the heck he disappeared into thin air. They don't know how it's working. Uh, the prosecutors discovered that he is super rich, like, like insanely rich. Um, and then we cut to where Domin Jun is. Well, he's 
ice fishing with his lawyer friend because we need some product placement for Beanpole Outdoor Wear. <laughs> yes. And they're talking about how he's accumulated all his wealth over 400 years. And that's actually really fun because it'll be like, oh, I bought this land when it was just fields and now it's this huge impressive neighborhood and it's amazing. Okay, that's fine. It's just it's just interesting. So he gets home and he well he's making plans to sell everything too because he's going back to outer space. He gets home and Chun Sung Yi leaves a note that's like please buy a cell phone. Please buy a cell phone. Okay, now we see creepy bro going to volunteer at the pet shelter. Because we're oh, like, okay, that's just nice. Just doing the nice thing that he does. Yes, guys. This is brilliant. <laughs> this was like, I literally, it's You horrible. texted me after you watched this. Because you're like, you will never guess what he's doing at this pet shelter. I was like, why would he actually show up and fake volunteer? That's so weird. The, the like brilliance of this detail, I'm just in awe of these writers. Which, this is like the worst thing I can imagine, truly. He euthanize, he volunteers to euthanize sick dogs. He takes joy in putting animals to sleep. Like, I... Let that sink I in. was shook. I could not <laughs> believe. I, it was just like, I, that's such good writing. That's such a brilliant <laughs> character. I can't believe you would think that because you love animals. <laughs> I do. But and that's maybe that's why. It's like, I cannot imagine how twisted and messed up and horrible you would have to be to want to do that, to find joy in doing that. And it's like, okay, you have just perfectly encapsulated how evil this character is with one tiny detail. And it's a detail that made him seem great, Mm -hmm. brilliant, brilliant. Before you knew what he was doing, you're like, (laughs) oh, he loves animals, he can't be evil. He sucks. Okay, so anyway. Where am I? Okay. Oh, they talk about, they keep talking about this propofol stuff that as anesthesia, it's come up a couple times. I don't remember if it becomes important, but we'll mention it now. So Chun Sung Yi, or Ch- so it's Chun Sung Yi's birthday. The table tries to take his mom flowers and she's like, let me give you a tip to win her over. Okay. That's important for later. Chun Sung Yi wakes up the next day, finds a note outside her door. That's like the final in my classes today. You have to show up. Or you're going to get an F. And he's like, she's like, oh, he loves me. So she gets all ready. She, she drives herself to school. Hilarious whole thing about her driving. Mm-hmm. She's a terrible driver. Has to stop and get gas. So funny. So then she's parking. And this reporter that we've seen before who's a real jerk pulls up and hits the back of her car. And she, he's doing it so that she has to get out and talk to him. Well, she's terrified. And she's like, knows what he's doing. She can't, do, she can't go anywhere because then all of a sudden all these reporters swarm. She's missing the final, like, it started, she's going to miss it. And Doman June sees she's not there, and he uses a supersonic hearing to listen, and he hears these reporters swarming her car, and they're like, Sung Yi, Sung Yi, come out of here, we want to talk to you, we want to know what happened. Well, basically, she's terrified. He shows up, parts the crowd, and he's like, I'm her legal representative, and if you don't leave, we're taking you all to court. And... He basically is like, I got all of you on this, this, and this. You have to go. And he tells her to come out of the car. He grabs her and he says, you only hide when you're at fault. Don't hide otherwise. And it was, like, very powerful. And then she's like, yeah, everybody, this is my manager, so back off. And he's like, we didn't agree to that, but okay. (laughs) So then he takes her to the museum because he's like, this is the emptiest place on campus. And they're walking around. She's like, I'm glad you brought me here because I hate places like this. I hate art and culture. Blah. Boring. (laughs) But then she sees the hairpin. You guys remember the jade hairpin from the Joseon era? Oh, she I remember. Sees it. You better remember because she sees it 
and she's drawn to it and he's like it's like well, well this weird. is big and she says why does this make me feel sad for some reason looking at this makes me feel really sad meantime guess who the prosecutor's sister is guys it's fake best fake friend. best friend fake best friend is. Which, how proud should their mother be? She shouldn't be this, like, backstabbing witch. Seriously. Like, her son she is a successful kids. prosecutor, and her daughter is a famous actress. Exactly. And so she comes Lower to, like, talk to her brother. Lower your standards, and he's, like, ma. She's the worst. She goes to, Sammy goes to talk to him. He's sleeping. And so she starts, of course, going through his evidence, because why not? And she <laughs> sees the picture of Domin June on the boat, and she's like, wait a minute. And she has a flashback to when they were young, and she witnessed the whole truck almost hit Sungi thing, and she remembers it was him. She remembers his face because she has a photo. She snapped a photo and captured Do Min Jun on camera saving Chung Sungi 12 years ago. So she's like, what do I do with this information? This seems like a game changer. Okay, sum it up. The table's like, Sungi, for your birthday, come to the amusement park. And Do Min Jun drives her there, and they have like a nice little talk, and he remembers the Joseon era again. Okay, they go to the amusement park. He wants her to ride the Ferris wheel on her birthday. The Chaebol does. Uh, she used to ride it with her dad, and we see that she was really close with her dad. Meantime, Domin June, remember, he leaves her with Chaebol, and he's looking kind of down about it. And he's remembering they're trying to escape. They get to a cliff, and the widow tells, she gives him the jade hairpin, and she's like, thank you for everything you've done to me. I'm so happy that I met you all. I didn't want to live until I met you. Like I didn't care what happened to me. And then I met you. And for the first time I wanted to keep living. So please go home safely. And, and I'll never forget you no matter what happens, no matter what life we lead in the future. So then this like group of people come to kill her and Domin June uses all of his powers to like stop them. Well, he wears himself out and a guy goes to shoot him and she uses her body to shield him, and she gets shot and dies. And he's, like, feeling stuff, and he's crying, and he's screaming at heaven, and he's, like, being a human. Well, back to modern day, Chun Sung Yi's like, you know what, to the table, this is actually, like, a really good gift, and I'm really grateful for you. And he confesses to her earnestly. He's like, look, I love you, and I want to be with you. Please, I know that we always joke about it, but I want you to marry me. And he's like, you don't have to answer right away. And she's like, no, I'm going to answer right now. And Domin June stops and is like, no. She's like, my answer is long pause. Domin June freezes time because he doesn't want to hear her answer. He freezes time long enough so that he can get away from the amusement park. And then we don't know what she says. So enter episode seven. <clears throat> this birthday fairy tale on top of a Ferris wheel, which there's nobody at this park, by the way, just them. I think he rented it out for he her. He rented it out. And she made some comment about like, you didn't rent it out, did you? That sucks. And he's like, no. No. There's just, <laughs> it's just cold here tonight. Yeah, it's, it's just fine. cold. So they get up to the top of the Ferris wheel. And even the Ferris wheel guy must be in on it because he like stops the Ferris wheel, which to me is very threatening do not take me alone in a small yeah, confined space like, and then put me five stories in the air and make it stop and then make me give romantic. you an answer on whether or not i want to marry you you so you are you have my life in your hands yes so and what I happens next yes. depends on my answer to this very serious <laughs> question okay so he stops the domin june stops time and he walks away so time starts back up and chung sung is like you know, it's so weird 
because I was going to give you one answer. And in just a moment's notice, my mind is telling me that that's not the right answer. So I'm going to tell you no. So she's basically saying I was going to say yes, but because Domin Jun froze time, I guess her brain had an extra second to process what she was going to say. And she's like, this doesn't seem right. I'm going to say no. And like a true second male lead, instead of him being like, thank you, I understand, let's be friends. He's like, ah, so there's a chance. Yeah, he says, I choose not to accept, I choose not to acknowledge the second part of your answer, I just heard you say no for right now. So he so basically like, says, I'll just keep loving you in the background. Don't be burdened by it. What you're saying is I can break you down maybe eventually. Like I almost had you for a split second. That's good enough for me. I'm going to keep trying. Oh, why, Chable? Why? Why second are you torturing leaves. yourself? Get it together, dude. All right. So this... <laughs> I just cannot wait to tell you about this part. Rewatched it. The next scene is him sitting at a bar, getting wasted, and he's called fake best friend to come comfort him because he likes to use people too, apparently. But the oh, best yeah. part is he is getting slow saxed up and down because Kenny G is loudly <laughs> playing at this bar. And I watched it and I was like, this is so much sax. Like, it's oh. an unnecessary amount of saxophone. The only cure for a broken heart sax. is a slow, loud saxing. <laughs> From a man in a perm. Good old From Kenny G. Yeah. Good we, old we Kenny G. That's what it is. <laughs> so... Semi, fake best friend, she's like, by the way, just so you know, like, it upsets me when you talk about Chang Sung Yi because I love you. And she looks over and he's passed out. He didn't hear her rushed fake confession. How so convenient. then she gets drunk. Then they just decide to get drunk together. So mm-hmm. back at Chang Sung Yi's house, bunch of stuff happens, bunch of family madness, and something's delivered to her door again. And her brother gets it and he's like, hey, this arrived for you. And he throws it on the couch and her mom grabs it and her mom opens it. And inside is a bloody dead rat. And a photo. I know, their their gift ideas are getting more creative. (laughs) Wow. Uh, And it's a photo of Chang Sung Yi. And in in like what looks like blood, it's probably marker. It's written like, you're going to die too. And she's like, this doesn't seem like it came from a loving fan. This seems more threatening than that. So... Yikes. Basically, she's thoroughly, thoroughly freaked out. And in her state of terror, she goes out into the hallway with her family and she's like, get away from me. I need time to process this. And Domin June is like riding up in the elevator as all this is happening. So he's hearing her and her family fight. And then you hear her mom ask her, hey, what answer did you give Chable? Because I know that he was going to propose to you. And Sung Yi is like, I said no. And Domin June is still in the elevator and he can hear it. And he does this like really sexy like smirk. Like, oh my God, I'm so happy, but I'm a robot and I will not show emotion. So he no gets up, know. elevator's door is open. And her mom's like, who is this handsome guy? And Chung Sung Yi's like, this is my manager. And he's like, we haven't really discussed that. It's like, again, pumps <laughs> and breaks on the manager thing. But, uh, you know, whatever. He goes along with it. He's like, no, no, I shouldn't. All right. So oh yeah, and he, he does agree. I, I missed that when they're on their way to the um, Ferris wheel. He, she's like, "How about a part-time job now that the school year's over?" And he's like, "Okay." Yeah, I guess. No, so, no, bodyguard, really. like you bodyguard shouldn't. lawyer, okay. manager, basically, just for a little while. Fine, I guess. So fine. the next day, he decides it's time to upgrade from a beeper to a cell phone because he's a manager now, and Chang Sung Yi keeps yelling at him to get a phone because she seems to be prone to 
murdery situations. Yeah, and like she needs help. Actual she needs to emergencies. Call him. Yeah, exploding appendix, appendicitis. <laughs> and wouldn't you know it? Love changes everything because that that mofo goes and gets a cell phone. I feel like that is a common K drama trope that we don't talk about enough, which is like somebody doesn't have a phone and then they have a phone because of love. <laughs> because of love. Yeah, because so someone's like, you need a love. You need a phone. So while quote unquote managing Chung Sung Yi, he notices that there's a large stuffed teddy bear in her apartment, in her living room. And he's like, what is this? And she's like, oh, a loving fan. My only loving fan sent this to me as like a fan gift. And so he uses, not only does they have supersonic hearing, but he has like three, I don't know, three dimensional, no, we all have 3D sight. X-ray vision. He has vision. X-ray vision. And he can see into this teddy bear and he sees there's a, like a video camera in there. So he reaches into the eyeball and he rips it out. And she's like, I don't have a real fan. Like, she's more upset that she doesn't have any fans than she does the fact that somebody's been videotaping her in her apartment for weeks. So now they're going to go run some errands, and she has an opportunity to go pick up some clothes at this designer's house or building. And he's like, I guess I'll bring you. And she's like, I haven't been seen in weeks. I need to dress up and look nice and go do this public appearance, and you can't leave. And he's like, all right. So he brings her to the building, drops her off. She goes inside, meets rival best friend. It's a mess. This is where it gets good. When she goes to leave the building, Doman June, I don't know why, looks up and he's just sitting in his car and he looks up and there is a somebody dressed all in black with like a motorcycle helmet on and they're holding a large glass fishbowl over a balcony and they're just waiting for Sung Yi to walk out. And she walks out and she makes eye contact with Doman June who's in the car and she sees that he's looking up. So then she looks up and this person slams this fishbowl down and it's hurtling towards her and next thing you know when she know it she's on the ground and she's it has not hit her and she's wrapped in the warm embrace of this manager alien next door neighbor college professor Mm. (laughs) all things in one he's also legally trained so yes it seems very legit so she passes out from the shock of the situation happens to me every time Mm-hmm. When she wakes up, she's in the hospital. Um, she w- demands to know. She's like, I saw you in the car. And next thing I know, you were saving me. How- that was a millisecond. Like, how did you get to me so fast? And he's like, no one's tell you. You saw wrong. And she's like, I don't think I did. And he's like, she's you like, saw I'm wrong. not the smartest girl, but I'm also not dumb. Like, I she also, literally is like, yeah. I know how speed and distance works. Well, anyway, Domin June leaves the hospital for something, and this creepy nurse comes in, and he's like, I'm going to give you a shot. And she's on her phone, and she just goes, okay. It's like so laid back. And next thing you know, she's unconscious. She's being wheeled out of the hospital. And when she wakes up, she is seat belted into her car. She's hurtling in this moving car towards the edge of a cliff, and her brakes have been cut. So she's pumping on the brakes and nothing's happening. And she's like, I don't know where I am. How did I get here? What is happening? And she just yells at the last minute. She's like, Domain June. And it's one of my favorite scenes ever. And bam, out of nowhere, he he falls out of the sky. He plants his hands on the front of this car. The back end of the, he's happened so fast. The back end of the car goes flying up. Glass goes flying. He dents the hood. And the car lands. It's like in the middle of the night, it's lightning, and she looks up, and he looks up, and they make eye contact, and we get a freeze frame. And it's time to go on to episode eight. In episode eight, they make eye contact, she gets out of the car, he's gone. He's gone! Domin June is gone. It's like he was never there, and she is like, 
WTF? What just happened? I know I saw him. Well, she's freaking out. She gets her phone out. Um, and Chable like happens to call her or something. And for whatever reason, the dudes who have like, or whoever has pushed her in this car are not coming after her. We don't know why yet. So Chable calls and she's like, I'm freaking out. And he's, she's like, I don't know where I am, which spoiler alert, she's on the same cliff where she died in the Joseon era. What are but the chances? Location, 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 location. It all comes back to the cliff. So um, Chable's like, calm down, put, turn your cell phone tracking on. I'm going to come find you. So he does. Um, and I want to say real quick, at this point, I feel like the battle between Dome and June and the Chable is is like visually represented in who can wear a chunkier turtleneck. <laughs> because, like, so the, okay, like, Chable wears some great chunky turtlenecks. I've I've yet to see anywhere after this a more on point turtleneck game than yeah. this guy. But they're huge. Like the one, it they're looks ridiculous. like he's taken. Like he like can't a cat move his head. and wrapped it around his they, neck. <laughs> they just they start out regular and then by the end they're like enveloping his entire face. They're so it's huge. like just, it's like a dog cone, but it's made out of fabric for for like turtleneck comfort. But it is it's like yeah, one of those cones you put around a dog's head so they can't lick themselves. They're insane. But anyway, he takes her home and she sees Dom and June and she's like, "You were there. I saw you there." And he's like, "I have no idea what you're talking about." And Chibble's like, "You were in shock. You were seeing things. It's fine." And she thanks Chibble and Dom and June hears it and it's like killing him that she he can't tell her that he was there. Meantime, Evil Bro's asking his henchman how he could have screwed up so bad, and the henchman's like, dude, a guy appeared out of nowhere. <laughs> and then we see that after he stopped the car, Dome and June like evaporated and showed up back where the henchmen and the bad guys were and like kicked the crap out of them and saved Chun Sung Yi. So Creepy Bro is just psycho bro is so mad. Um, and then they're back at the hospital. Chebo's throwing a fit. He's like, show me some CTV here. And Dome and June's like bleeding from the hand because he stopped a dang car, but he's tending to it himself. And then, okay, Chun Sung Yi gets out of the hospital wearing another magnificent coat. She gets home. Her place has been ransacked. Just somebody went through everything while she was gone. And then we see um, fake best friend, who I made a note to say, always dresses like it's a fourth grade school picture day. Have you noticed that? <laughs> she does. Like her, her clothes it's are very like, like private school, too. It's so like an American girl doll or something. So um, he, Chable goes to find her on set and is like, can you please stay with Chan Sung Yi for a while? Because I'm really worried about her. Somebody wants to hurt her. And best friend is like... Songy, songy, songy. Like, I'm so sick of hearing about her all the time. <laughs> and and she's like, just so you know, dude, I'm not really nice. And he's like, no, you're so nice. And she's like, no, I know who the guy who saved her 12 years ago was, and I'm going to tell her because I know she loves him and I'm mean. And basically, she's been, he, Chable's been using best friend as, like, a way to get close to Songy for years. So then the table's like please do not please do not tell her and then we're at dome and june's house where chan sung yi has again invited herself over and he tells her for the millionth time that he's like not attracted to her and she needs to give up on that 
And then like five minutes later, he's watching her sleep because he's like, oh my God, she's so pretty. So he goes to buy her spoon worms, which is what she's been wanting to eat the whole time. And she finds the heels that he stole and put in his closet. Okay, hilarious scene. Then when he gets back, she confronts him. She's like, you said you didn't steal these. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And she's like, dude, if you wanted to wear some of my shoes, you should have just asked. And then she's like, if there's like a certain style you're into or like color, she's like, you can borrow any of them that you want. I'm I'm not judging you. It's what it's whatever you're into is fine. It's really funny. So then we also see that her dad is following her little brother around and then he gets hit by a motorcycle while he's like creepily following the little brother around. The little brother sees it and he's like, sir, are you okay? Do you want me to take you to the hospital? And he's like, oh no, I'm fine. And he limps away. <laughs> um, and then we have a flashback to the little brother when he was really little being like, no dad, don't leave, don't leave. And we still don't, I don't think we know why the dad left, but he did. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, Chan Sung is wreaking havoc at Domin Jun's place again. She breaks like an ancient priceless bowl and she's like, it was chipped anyway. You should just throw it away. <laughs> and she insists on cleaning, keeps breaking things. The cops are at you, uh, have also discovered that Yura had a stalker. And so they're saying that, like, I think they're saying basically, like, it was his fault that she died and that they feel really bad that Chan Sung Yi was falsely accused. Um, but then they also realize that Yura's suicide note is fake. That's how they know that Chun, they somebody did it for because she. There are these things where you like go and you lay in a coffin and write a suicide note. People who have like men- mental health issues or depression issues, you can go and you lay and you see what it feels like. And I think it's like a very strange thing, but apparently it's real. And she had written the note when she was doing that to like do this immersive experience. So they realized that she was seeing someone. They need to find out who she was seeing because that's like the key to this whole case. So anyway. <clears throat> Um, we go back to seeing that Domin Jun ripped the camera out of the bear, and then on the other end of the camera is creepy psycho bro watching. Um, so then, again, this is like... Did I... Is this the right scene? Okay, so Chable goes to see Say Me again on set, and she's like, you need to call the guy that you like and just tell him. Just call him and be like, hey, you idiot, I like you. And as he's walking away, his phone rings and he answers it. And it's you, Ra. It's his be- or not you, Ra. It's say me, the best friend. And he's like, why are you calling me? I told you to call the guy you like. And she just looks at him with tears in his eyes. Tears in her eyes like, duh, you idiot, it's you. Mm-hmm. And then he realizes and it's like, oh, God, that's really heartbreaking. It's actually a really good scene. Okay, then cops find out the stalker who was stalking you, Ra, is dead. And he had seen her lover's face, so the only person who can identify him is dead. Song Yi goes to meet Chable, runs into Psycho Bro, of course, in the elevator, and says way too much. Like, she knows way too much. But then he's like, who discovered the hidden camera and the teddy bear you had? And she's like, how did you know about that? And he's like, literally, he's like, lol, let's eat. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry about it. And so then at dinner, she says way too much again about Yura, staying away from someone. Oh, she says she saw a video of a woman telling you to stay away from someone. And he's like, where did you see this video? And she's like, I don't know. And he's like, where is it now? And she's like, it's gone. And he's like, oh, that's the video I need. That's the proof. So then the lawyer friend, Domin Jun's lawyer friend, calls him out for being jealous that Chun Sung Yi went to dinner with the table. And when uh, Domin Jun gets home, she's already home with beer and snacks. So she didn't even stay out. She wanted to go home. And we also learn that Domin Jun can't drink because he gets super sloppy and starts using his powers and freaks everybody out. So, so Chan Sung Yi's finally like, what's your deal, man? He's, 
she's like, I asked you to have a beer with me. You want to have a beer with me. What's wrong? Everyone loves me but you, and I don't understand. Okay, everybody. This is super important. So she says to him, I can captivate people with an ad that's 15 seconds long. Give me 15 seconds, and I will make you fall in love with me. So she sets a timer. They sit across each other on the couch, and she looks at him, and she's, like, serving him looks, like, trying to look really beautiful. And then all of a sudden... She just kind of gets like still and he's really still and you hear the timer ticking down like each second and then he just grabs her face and pulls her in and kisses her and then we go back to him saying to someone I want to live a real life now. So like <gasps> he's in love with he's in love with her. So that's the end of episode 8. All right, here we go. So they've kissed and unfortunately for aliens, another nuance of being not from this planet is human body fluids make you very ill. <laughs> so, oh, I forgot about that. I forgot all about that. It's very weird, but it's fun. So we're, I'm not going to question it. Whatever. You've got me hooked. So they both stay up all night. Remember, she is still staying at his place because her place keeps getting broken into. So she's in his bed. He's on the couch. They're tossing and turning all night, both thinking about this kiss. And she gets up in the middle of the night to go get some water. And she sees him very, very sick on the couch. So he's running this crazy fever. He's sweating profusely. He's like shaking. He's under all these blankets. And she's like, you are sick. You need to go to the hospital. I'll bring you. We've been there five times so far in the show. And he's like, no, no, I can't go to the hospital. Trust me, I'm going to be fine. So she calls her best friend. She's like, listen, I'm stuck here with this guy. I don't know what to do. He won't go to the hospital. How do you get a fever to lower? And her best friend tells her, you strip him down naked and you take a sponge <laughs> and you run, you, you soak it in lukewarm water and you just give him a sponge bath with lukewarm water. But he has to be completely naked. You need to do his whole body. So as a viewer, we're all like, all right, let's do this. But it's Chung Sung Yi. So she like, sheepishly like unbuttons like four buttons on his shirt and she's like turns the other way and she's sticking her hand in there with the sponge and like messily rubbing it around it does not look comforting for anybody involved and he wakes up and he's like what the h are you doing and she's like i'm trying to make you feel better and he's like you need to get out you need to get out of my room this is this is a boundary that you're crossing the one meter limit thing you're you're breaking it ruined it you've breached the one meter you just kissed me, so... And she uh, keeps saying that. She's like, do I make you sick? And she's like, you're hurting my feelings. And then she's like, was that your first kiss ever? And he's like, no. Because <laughs> it was so, technically like, a second kiss. Because the first so time was when she was drunk. So he passes out again. He's crazy sick still. She goes and opens up his bedroom window, which is beautiful. I want to live in this building. And then he wakes up in the middle of the night and he's like, I feel cold, which is weird for him because he never feels things. He never feels temperatures. So he gets up and he closes the window and he almost trips over this lump on the floor. And it's Sangi, and she's wrapped herself in this, wouldn't you know it, like camping gear. What are the is chances that she would is need it, it again? It's a beanpole sleeping bag. But she's wrapped herself up because it's so cold out. And she's lying on the floor so she can monitor him. But she's somehow gotten herself stuck. Like, it's over her head. She cannot get out of the sleeping bag. And, you guys, ooh, she asks him many times, like, let me out, let me out, let me out. And he's like, you're being a nuisance. Stop talking. And she's like, let me out of the sleeping bag. And go watch it. This is episode nine, y'all. 
he bends over and picks her up like it's nothing and like seriously throws her over his shoulder and he just starts carrying her out of the room and I was like why does that do things for me so he throws her in the couch and he's like quit flapping your jaws be quiet until the morning and she's like you're really not gonna let me out of the sleeping bag and he's like no so he goes back to his room okay I'm all for romance I'm all for being cute and funny I feel she could die in there. She could suffocate yeah, the, in this the, sleeping the, bag. Ill-advised, for sure. Well, he Do doesn't not help try her. this at home. So go watch it. It's really funny. Side story happening while all this is happening. We find out that Yura, the rival actress who has died, was pregnant. Through a series of events, the viewer finds out that she was pregnant when she was murdered. So it's like a double yikes. Like, this is not good. So Psycho Bro figures out that this is that this was the case and he's like oh i really need to cover my tracks now he twirls the ring and he's like i must murder chong sung because she knows that we were in a relationship how but i have a question and i don't know that much about forensics but if she is pregnant can't they do some sort of dna test on like the baby or like the amniotic fluid to find out who the dad is or is it not is he not the father I'm unsure. Uh, he's the father. I'm unsure of when they did the autopsy, if they discovered she's pregnant. I feel like that's something that you would discover. Oh, they didn't do an autopsy. The okay, family well, didn't there want you go. an autopsy. Nobody right. knew she was pregnant, so there's the no way. The family didn't want an autopsy. And I think okay. she's been disposed yeah, she's, of. The so funeral's over, so. it's. I think it's too late. So meanwhile, back at the apartment, Chang Sung-yi is trying to nurse Domin Jun back to health. And... It's all, it's just hilarious. Literally the whole episode is her trying to nurse him back to health and not doing a very good job and him being super annoyed with her. And so they're like on this patio and he's resting and it's like days later, this kiss has knocked him renderless for days. (laughs) He hears psycho brother has broken into her apartment so he can hear him over there. So he makes up some sort of excuse to keep her locked away in his apartment and he goes out and when brother goes to leave, he's standing right in front of the door and he leans in and Psycho Brother is all like, the only reason you're alive is because I'm allowing you to be. And Domin June is like, do not mess with me. You don't know what you're up against. And Psycho Brother's like, yes, I do. And I will murder you and her if you don't get out of my way. So then he, he thinks he's won this battle. He gets on the elevator, pushes a button, and he like twirls his ring the whole way down. And when the elevator doors open, Domin freaking June is standing there. Somehow he has gotten from the 50th floor of this apartment building to the first floor before the elevator has gotten there. So Psycho Bro is like, whoa, that's a cool party trick. And Domin June is like, you do not want to mess with me. And he's like, also, you need to know, you can't kill me. And Psycho's like, oh, that's cool. Smooth line. Also challenge accepted. Can I bring up a confusion I have? Yes. Because this whole time we're like, you can't kill him. No one has been able to kill him. However, at one point, lawyer, lawyer is like, you only have a few weeks left. You could you could die. You could still die. And I'm like, okay, wait, hold up. Can he die or not? So I think, isn't it that if he contributes to the death of another human, he loses like his super protection? Or, it has something to do with if he kills somebody else, he can be killed. I didn't realize that. That comes into play later, I believe, like at the end okay. of the show. But so there's something about just if like he kills somebody cryptic... else, he can die. Okay, that makes more sense because the lawyer was like, definitely like, you can for sure die. And I'm like, but I thought he couldn't. Yeah. No, anyway. apparently he can. Okay. I don't well, have the rule book in front of me. So yeah, that all happens. That. There's a lot of broing back and forth and, sh- and threats. They're all passive. 
Mm-hmm. But back upstairs, Chung Sung Yi has like looked into a trash can because as one does at a stranger's house. <laughs> and she finds a piece of her headlight in his trash can and it's covered in his blood. So she puts two and two together and she was like, he was there when my car almost went off the cliff. He was lying to me. I'm not crazy. And that's that's it. It ends. So she confronts him about it, which he is nervous at first, but then uh, he's like, you think you're the only, that's the only plastic in the entire world that could have hurt me. You're so self-centered. He kind of like overdoes it and she's doing like a, is he right? Am I being crazy? (laughs) And he kind of watches her like, please buy it, please buy it. But she's like, I still don't know if I buy this. And um, she leaves. They get they like kind of get mad at each other, and she leaves. So she goes to her real best friend, the comic book lady's house, and they're hanging out and they're like talking. And she's being annoying and adorable. Um, only to sorry, I'm like going back to find all this stuff. Um, so when Chung Sung Yi finally goes home to her own apartment, which she's been too afraid to stay there because it got ransacked and everybody keeps breaking in. Her locks get changed. She's safe now. And her brother agrees that he's going to stay with her for a while. And everybody decides that's a really good solution. He'll he'll help keep her safe. Um, so, meantime, crazy psycho brother and his little henchmen are trying to scientifically figure out how Dome and June could have made it from the top of the building to the bottom of the building. And they're like, it is not scientifically possible how to do this. So, crazy brother is just like laughing and like oh this is so maybe he's evil too finally a worthy adversary (laughs) whatever um so then we keep going in the investigation the cops are go see the actress's sisters and they're like you know she was pregnant right she had to have been dating somebody and the sister's finally like yes she was dating someone i don't know who it was she wouldn't tell me I wish I could help you, but I can't. And Min Jun's doing his own investigation, trying to get surveillance video of creepy brother coming up to the apartment because he wants to prove that this guy's involved. So it's just like back and forth in the investigation. A lot is going on. Um, and finally, we see that Min Jun has taken the flash drive that Psycho Brother wants from Sung Yi's house, and he has it now. It's in his apartment, and he watches it, and he sees video that rival actress was like real sneaky and had taped psycho brother and her in the car and her asking him about his ex-wife and where his ex-wife was and he's like i don't know she moved to england i don't want to talk about it well no that's not what happened he's got her locked in a room somewhere and not letting her out well at some point rival actress figured it out and went to go see her and got all of it on camera so this evidence is like legitimately good evidence that this guy Mm -hmm. is nuts so min june has that and Song Yi is still feeling bad about how she left things with him. So she texts him and he reads it and then doesn't respond. And there's like this montage of her waiting for him to get back to her. And it's really funny. And she's going crazy because he will not respond to her. So while she's dealing with all this, she gets a call from her building manager. And he's like, yeah, your rent check bounced. Like, you don't have enough to pay rent. And so she's like, ugh, another thing I have to deal with. She starts selling, she's trying to sell all of her fancy bags and clothes and it's really hard for her because she loves them all. But she like puts Doman June's number on for if you're interested in buying Chun Sung Yi's former bags, call this number, which you can guess does not make him very happy. <laughs> so um, 
she is trying really hard to to do something and to like be self-reliant and make it work because she also when she split with her management company she was like i'm gonna pay all the fees from the companies that we got because they canceled our contracts like i'm going to take responsibility for that because i because she's a professional and she really is a smart lady well that's drained her of her money we also found that her mom is a crazy spender and has spent a ton of money that she didn't have she's on the hook for all this stuff so she doesn't really know what she's going to do she needs to go to the company and and like I don't really think she even knows what she's going to do, but she goes to Dome in June. She's like, I know you're mad at me. Can you please come with me? I don't think I can be strong if, if I'm by myself. So she like dresses up like the fabulous woman she is. He follows her in a suit looking all fine. Oh, they go over great. and basically, yeah, basically he's like, yeah, we agreed to pay for the things Sung knew about, but we now know that you signed all these contracts without her knowledge and that violates all this stuff. So you have to pay her back and recompensate for her for everything. And it's like, you know what? Airtight. He's had 400 years to study the ever evolving world of law. So he knows guy, a lot. He's a good lawyer and he has the company's lawyer shaking in his boots and he looks at the CEO and is like, girl, you're sorry. ironclad, man. I think we got to do this. <clears throat> this is what it is. So she's feeling much better. On their way out, they run into ex-best friend and Chung Sung Yi's former manager and, like, uh, like I guess her, like, makeup stylist. Stylist. And clearly they miss Song Yi because I think Song Yi was pretty fun. Even though she was a huge handful, they're obviously happy to see her. And Becca's best friend is like, oh, Song Yi, let's go have coffee. I'm so sorry. Like, let's be civil and let's be friends and go have coffee. And Song Yi's like, no, screw you. And Domin Jun's like, Chun Song Yi, you don't say that to your friend. <laughs> and she's like, Song Yi's like, how dare you take her side? So of course Song Yi's like, oh, do you like her or something? So they go have coffee. And and Sammy's pulling this whole like, you have every right to be mad at me. I'm really sorry. And Songi's like, I don't buy this. You're so full of crap. And Domin June is like, Songi, how dare you behave this way? And Songi's like, why are you on her side? She's so fake. Well, then the like manager comes over and they actually spill coffee and it gets on Songi and it gets on Sammy and Domin June and Domin June. And of course the her ex staff is like trying to clean up Sami, and then they feel really bad because nobody reaches over to help Songyi. And then Sami reaches over and she's like wiping up the coffee off of uh, Domin June, and Songyi is like, "Don't touch him." <laughs> There's she a one meter limit. <laughs> so mad. She's so mad. So they get up and leave, and of course Songyi's super jealous, and Domin June is like, "Get over it. You're being stupid." <laughs> And they have, like, a an intense talk about how he, like, can't be with her forever. Like, he's not always going to be there to protect her or whatever. So, um, I, anyway, they, they get back to the apartment building. Um, Songi's not satisfied with how they leave it. So she goes in and she sees her brother and she's feeling like, and I think she like invites him to come have dinner and he's like, no, I want to go home. So the brother's like, hey, mom sent over side dishes. And Songi's like, really? She's like, take these next door to the to Domin June and tell him that they're from me. So the brother's like, okay. So he goes over and he's like, <laughs> knock, knock. And he's like, my sister says to give you these. And Domin June's like, thanks. And goes back in. And Chan Songi's like, what did he say? And he's like, I don't know. He took them and left. And she's like, that's it? He didn't do anything else? He's like, no. And then she's like pacing around and she's like, we should probably get that 
container back, right? Those are like kind of expensive. And her brother's like, I don't know. She's like, go back and get it. And he's like, no, you do it. And she's like, okay, should I? So she like <laughs> she like goes and like changes into a gown and like gets all oh, dressed up and she goes over. Beautiful too. Oh, she was stunning. She goes over and she's like, hi, I really need that container back. And he's like, okay, and hands it to her and closes the door. And she's like, oh. What's going on? So it's not going great. <laughs> uh, let's see what else happens. Um, more investigation stuff. I'm sorry. I'm trying to skip the not important stuff. Um, Chamble at this point is also noticing some fishy behavior by his not so great brother. And it's like little stuff where like... I don't know. It's it's like little things where he's like, why are you acting weird? I don't know if he's like put it together. That's what it is. But for some reason it's come up that he like doesn't know where his ex-sister-in-law is. And now he's very curious about this ex-sister-in-law. So I think he overhears a call from the ex-sister-in-law being like, help me, help me. I need to be released. And he's like, oh, who's calling you? This is so bizarre. So that that whole thing, it's like he's not putting two and two together, but he's definitely getting to there. He's like, maybe there's something weird going on. So um, Chun Sung Yi's still trying to get Domin Jun's attention. Aren't we all? And she's seen a therapist who, who she's like, why am I like this? What's going on? And the therapist is like, I think that you've like transferred too much of your uh, like he he's controlling you in a way like you're you depend on him way too much and so it's it's making you confused it's messing with you emotionally and mentally and she's like I don't know what to do about this she's realizing she's falling for him so they're out on their balconies and she's like I have to tell you something I can't stop thinking about it this isn't how I usually am I don't know what to do but I feel like I I don't know if it's because I depend on you or if I'm in love with you but like how do you have feelings for me? I need to know if you have feelings for me. And she's not facing him because she's too nervous and he doesn't say anything. And literally it's killing all of us. Cause we're like, do you feel, he, do you feel things for her or not? He does. We all know he does. <laughs> but she turns around and he's just standing there, like looking at her. He doesn't say anything. He can't and his words. face is like totally unreadable. And so she's like, I don't know what to do. So she like escapes because it's so embarrassing. So oh, poor Chung Sung Yi. A hilarious Talk scene. Talk to her. <laughs> she goes back to the comic book shop where her real best friend is, and these two idiots who are constantly reading comic books and like they're complete morons. But Chung Sung Yi, we don't know that's where she is because she's sitting there and she's like, "How do I know if I love someone? Like, how do I know if he cares about me?" This is he did this. He saved me. He's taking care of me. He I know that he he cares about me. Blah blah blah. Well, it turns out she's asking for advice from these two idiots and her friend. And one idiot's like, "Oh yeah, he likes you for sure. He likes you." And the other two are like, "No, he does not like you. He's just a good person. You need to let it go." And so she's sad, but she finally feels like I feel like she's at this point where she's like, "I'm not giving up." Like, I know there's something going on. I'm not giving up. So anyway, um, she 
we then go to this parking garage where the prosecutor is parking his car. And then, of course, these creepy vans pull up and block him in. And all of a sudden, he's getting beat up. And Doman, he's supposed to be meeting Doman June. And Doman June, like, can hear what's going on. He goes down to stop it. By the time he gets there, he's being wheeled, the prosecutor's being wheeled off in a gurney. And he looks over, and Psycho Brother's in his car, like, meh, twisting like, the ring. <laughs> and, and so it's, like, a very big, I'm coming for you next. Well, Min June is obviously concerned about this. <laughs> there was an and attempted murder on his home. property. Yes. <laughs> he, he, well, he goes somewhere, but we don't really know where he's going. And um, the hands up, the two of them drive to this like abandoned field and they're facing each other. And, and Psycho Brother's like, I know you have the flash drive or like, I know that you know what's going on. And I know that there's something weird about you. You can't get from the top building, the bottom building, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, I'm going to shoot you with this tranquilizer gun that you use to euthanize animals. And you're going to die. Pause. And your Doman finger June gun is on is point. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> your finger gun is on point. Ugh. Tranquilizer. <laughs> so he's going to get him. But of course, and I'll never understand if Doman June has the ability to, to like teleport at will, he waits till the very last minute for this guy to shoot the tranquilizer gun and then disappears. And Psycho Brother's like, oh, okay, this was not what I was expecting. And then Doman June's like appearing and disappearing and he's like they're attacking each other and it's all crazy. Well, of course, Doman June got hit by the tranquilizer dart. Um, but then he still says something to him, like, I told you, you can't kill me. And, and psycho brother is like, I do not know. This is beyond what I've experienced. And then freeze frame. All right. Also, there's a funny epilogue here where, um, Sung Yi is going crazy with jealousy at her therapist's office. And she also has a nail ring and she's like twisting it. She's like, if anybody touches him, I don't know what I'll do. And it's like a funny little joke, but it's also very confusing because you're like, do not joke about that ring. Who who owns a nail ring? Now I want one. I'll get you one for Christmas. For on the days when I'm really grumpy. Just twist it. Twist it. Yes. All right. So this is it, guys. Last episode we're going to recap today. And it's a good one. So, Psycho and Alien are fighting. And it's a K-drama rarity because there's a gun involved. Now, Megan, your finger gun was good. (laughs) 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 And, um, but guys, it's just a dart gun, so chill out. Yeah, tranquil. So, Psycho points the gun at the alien, pulls the the trigger. Doman June teleports, like Megan said, waits way too long to teleport. Way too long. still gets away. So, there's a scuffle. it does Make it more dramatic, but it it does. But there's a fine line between dramatic and safety, and I feel like he went. Yeah. You're a kind of too going. Far. It's not a good choice. No. So there's a scuffle. Dome and June emerges victorious. He teleports to his car, and he's got a dart stuck in his shoulder. Gosh, of darn it! So Sungy is at in Dome and June's apartment in his like secret library. And she's looking at this clock, and through the reflection of the glass, she oh, can see that Psycho Brothers secretary is hiding behind a chair, and he's like pulling out something to like hit her or stab her or shoot her. I forget what the weapon of choice is here. And so she like pretends to get a phone call from her brother, and she's like, "Yeah, I'm in Domin June's apartment." And she like gives away her time, the location, everything, and she walks slowly, walks away, and super freaks smart. out. 
freaks out, goes to her own apartment where her brother really is, and she tells him what happened, and she's like, I have to call Domin June. So she calls Domin June. Well, he's sitting in his car with, an, with a dart in his shoulder. So he weakly answers the phone, and she's like, I was just in your apartment. I think I almost got hurt. Uh, there's somebody still there. There's like, somebody you need here. To be careful. And a second later, her doorbell rings. And so she has her brother answer, and he's like, who is it? And he's like, it's maintenance, or it's security. You guys called us. And she's like, and so he goes to let him in, and she's like, don't let him in. And she's like, we can't see you, because he's like, there's like a camera, and you're supposed to be able to see who it is, and there's nobody there. Like, they're not showing themselves. And she's like, that's not right. That's not right. And so she's like, Domin June, Domin June, Domin June. Well, another second passes. The doorbell rings again, and she's like, who is it? And Domin June very weakly goes, it's me. And so she opens the door and he's like, scans her up and down. And he's like, are you physically okay? Are, did they hurt you? And she's like, no. And he's like, oh, that's a relief. And then he just collapses in her arms because he's used all of his strength to teleport to her door. Which, frankly, is all she's ever wanted. Ever. Finally. Finally. He's being so, vulnerable with her. <laughs> well, it only took a dark gun. My goodness. <laughs> yeah, is that she what we all to start doing? So she has her brother lay Domin June in her bed. And her brother freaks out about the situation. And she nurses Domin June back to health again. She should be getting paid for all these nursing days. Seriously. And then as soon as he's well enough, he basically just like ditches her. He just like walks like, out of her apartment. Thanks. Bye. He's like, thanks. No explanation needed. I'll see you next time I'm sick. <laughs> I was and, just real tired. And she's like, we need to talk about this. And he's like, don't like me, a.k.a. I love you. So AKA we're meant to be. We're meant to be together. So she starts crying and it's just awkward. So she's like stalking his apartment and he goes to leave and she's like, where are you going? I was going somewhere too. And it's so obvious. Like she's so shameless. I love it. And he's like, I'm going ice fishing. And she's like, that sounds like fun. So she's like, awesome. he's like, you're not invited. And she's like, okay, I'll meet you in your car. And so they go ice fishing and she's like, it's such a fun scene. Again, go watch it. It's episode 11. She's running around. It's snowing. It's beautiful. She's acting like a child. It's so magical, and her acting is so great. She's, like, skidding on the ice and yelling, like, woohoo. It's so sweet. And he's standing there looking real annoyed at her. And so finally, she walks up, and he's like, I know what you're doing. You came here because you want me to say I like you. I don't like you. Like, I don't like you. And she starts crying. And go watch this. It looks so cold. If you go look at his ears in this episode, they're a shade of red that no human skin should ever be. It had oh, to be God. freezing in this episode. Sounds awful. And she's crying and freezing even more. It looks frigid. And she's like, I hear you telling me you don't like me, but something keeps telling me you're lying. And he's like, I'm not lying. And she's like, what do you want me to do? And he's like, I would like to never see you again. Burn. The coldest things that, that's ever been said on the I coldest day. I don't understand his reasoning here because he knows she's in great danger and he's like the only one that can save her. So he's going to be like, I'm going to tap out a little early here. Like, I just don't get it. I know he's going back to space, but like, it just doesn't make sense. Anyway. Well, I think it's more like he knows they're after him now because he has that USB. So he's like, if I can put distance oh, between us, they will hurt her. I see. Good I point. Think I think that's his that reasoning. He has the USB now. So this, again, my second favorite scene in the show where she gets drunk again. So she gets super drunk. 
And she wakes up the next day looking hungover as all get out. Her hair is a mess. Her makeup streaked down her face. And she starts having these very vivid flashbacks of what she did when she was drunk the night before. So, like, she looks at her phone. She called him 19 times. She's got, like, 50 text messages to him. They've all been read. None of them have been responded to. Which, hashtag, relatable. Relatable. This is so real and funny. And it's great. Like, her reaction is so great. Because you can tell she's, like, Oh, what did I do? And so um, she even has a flashback of going over to his house, knocking on his door. He actually answered. And she holds up the glittery shoes. And she's like, you can have them. (laughs) She's like, you liked them so much. And then she's like, can't you reconsider? I'll be a really good person. And he's just like, no. And guys, seriously, it reminds me of like a tantrum that my kids would pull. And the whole time I watch it, I'm just like, I just want somebody to embrace her and be like, I know you sweet, sweet, lovely person It's okay. Everything's going to be okay. It's like the stages of grief, grief, because she's doing like the the anger, the bargaining, every, she goes through all of it. It's so cute. And so now she's super embarrassed. She doesn't want to be seen in front of him. This is a good lesson, kids. Nothing good happens past 10 o'clock at night, especially Mm -hmm. when it involves alcohol. Mm -hmm. And so... She's being embarrassed and cagey, and Domin Jun gets a phone call. And basically, this phone call is saying, in exchange for Chung Sung Yi's safety, you drop off the USB and we'll leave her alone forever. And he's like, deal, cool. So they're like, meet us here at this undisclosed location in the middle of the night, in the middle of a road. And he's like, that sounds very, very safe. So he goes, what could possibly go wrong? And sure enough, a car comes speeding at him. Well, he looks at it, and he goes to freeze time. Well, throughout this whole show, we're seeing that his powers are getting weaker and weaker. And so he freezes time for like a millisecond and then it picks right back up and he hasn't teleported or anything and he gets hit by this car and he goes flying in the air and the episode ends as we're panning up. You get this nice shot from down below and he's lying awkwardly in the street and a pool of blood is growing around him and we get a freeze frame. Yikes. What a good place to stop. And that's where we'll be stopping for today. I don't even know what happens next. I don't remember. You don't remember? Well, you no. got to pick it up with episode 12 next time we pick this show back up. Can't wait. So any final thoughts on the first half of uh, My Love from no, Another Star? It is It is funny because I feel like as a premise, it is not as nonsensical as Rooftop Prince where you're like, what is going on? But for some reason, it's just harder to like be goofy about it because I feel like, and I love Rooftop Prince. I'm not dogging on Rooftop Prince, but I feel like the writing in My Love from the Star is so tight. It's really hard to crack holes in it. Mm-hmm. It's You can crack holes in like the motivation sometimes of him, of the alien, where you're like, I don't really get why you're doing this. Or you can kind of think like that's not good enough motivation. But overall, it's just like, well, I kind of understand why all of this is happening and I'm, I'm letting myself let go of a lot of the, like, he's an alien. I'm just kind of going to accept it. Well, and I also love her character so, again, she's so shameless. We're, like, mm-hmm. we skipped this because it wasn't really important. But at one point, she gets a phone call. And they're like, hey, your clothes are ready. You can come pick them up. And she's having, like, a meal with Domin June. And she's like, I guess I'll have to check my schedule. And she, like, puts the, like, pretends to set the phone aside for a minute. And she goes, what do you know? I just happen to have a cancellation. And it's like clear she's lying and trying to make herself sound more important. But it's so relatable. Where it's like, I think we all want oh, yeah. to do that in our lives. And she just it's does the it. Same where she's um, trying to sell her purses and she she changes the number to hers and she finally gets a call of somebody wanting to buy it. And she like, 
like does a fake voice like oh yeah i'm selling chen sungi's shoes and she's like do this whole thing and then you hear her go like they're not fake (laughs) starts yelling and you're just like god you're so complicated and difficult and wonderful and just such a sweet great hilarious person who's just really trying so hard to be the best version of herself she's wonderful she's just what such a fully fleshed out character and we talked to like female leads often are the damsel in distress and people can play them really as strong damsels in distress people can play them as weak kind of soft ones and and that doesn't mean i mean i've seen great versions either way and yeah chun sung yi does fall into that damsel in distress thing sometimes but you never feel like that's what she is you feel Mm -hmm. like she she's like takes control of her own life a lot and has been on her own her whole life and has been in charge of her own problems her whole life and isn't really good at dealing with them but she still deals with them and i just feel like it was such a refreshing change of pace for a character she's just so different she's just different i love her i love but i mean i feel like his character has been done before yeah. not necessarily an alien form yeah but he plays yeah. it so well and their chemistry is fantastic and if you guys a a listener actually wrote to us and i have yet to respond but she mentioned there's a ton of behind the scenes footage that you can find of the show on like youtube and stuff and i've watched them myself when i watch the show and they are their chemistry is so good like they just seem like they genuinely love being together they love working together they're both so professional and they have a great time like bringing this crazy story and these amazing characters to life it's i think it's a must watch i love this show I love and the show. I, I think what's kind of like back to that dynamic, it's fun to see it flipped where the woman, the female character is the crazy one with the big personality and like the big character choices. And the guy is like the straight man, like plays off of her. I feel like a lot of times it's the opposite where it's like, I'm the rich chable and I have a huge personality and I'm kind of terrible. And this time it's the woman and it's like, oh, this is cool. This is fun it's to see fun. a woman who's this dynamic. Yeah. And so. also, it's weird because it's like a Nuna romance, but it's not a Nuna romance because technically, in real life, she's way older than him. Yeah. In the show, she seems older than him, but in rea- like in the reality of the show, he's 400 years old. And so it's, it's so really, funny. like, he gets mad at her for talking down to him and, like, dropping the, uh, on- is it honorific? Yeah. Honorifics, Honorifics. Yeah. And um, and she's like, but I'm older than you. And it's just, like, it's so funny to, like, watch she- the nuances of that. She loves to bring it up to her. She's like, just looking at you, I can tell that I'm older than you. So let me tell you from from an older person's experience. And he's over here like, girl, it's been hundreds of years. I am so old. They it's, play it it's so really well. fun. Yeah, this character, just, he, he plays it like he genuinely is older than her. And it's this clear was, he's not. This was also one of the first shows I saw that has an opening title sequence. And it's wonderful because it's Dome and June. The music's really fun, but it's Dome and June in like the traditional uh, Joe Snare clothing standing in an open field. And then the camera like pans and you see like soul being built in, in quick motion. And then it pans back down and it's Dome and June in modern day clothes. And it's such a fun opening. It's really short, but it was like, it sets the scene perfectly. It really sets you up for what the show is about. And like this, this, aesthetic of the show which is old and new and history and and the present day and how it all blends together and I remember being like wow this is the first time I've seen that and I know that sometimes 
shows will have opening credits, but they just get cut from streaming sites here. But for whatever reason, this one didn't. And I just really liked it. It's so, so great. Yeah. Well, I love it. I hope we did it justice to all the My Love from Another Star fans out there. If you haven't watched the show, hopefully we recapped it well. I still think you should go watch the show, but it's for it's you know, a lot of fun. to each their own. Yeah. So any final thoughts, Megan? Anything else we, we forgot today? No, I'm looking forward to the next next half of it. Me too. It's going to be awesome. Do you want to yeah. take us on out? Yes, as always, guys, please uh, chat with us, talk to us. You can find us on social media, Twitter at Nunia Business, Facebook at Nunia Business. We're on YouTube, Nunia Business. You can find us on Spotify, Podbean, Stitcher. Uh, uh, what's that one? Uh, Spotify. Did you say Spotify? I said that We're going to be on Google iTunes, Play iTunes. shortly. Mm-hmm. We're working on Google Play. Please leave a review. Give us some feedback. Let us know what you're doing, what you're watching, what you're thinking about. And please check out our sponsor, whoarted.com who-arted.com and that should do it as far as where you can find us this week oh instagram we're on instagram new new business podcast we're all over the place we're everywhere (laughs) well thank you everybody for joining us whether this is your first episode or your 41st episode thank you for joining us today and we'll talk to you guys next week